morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, ninety-seven point three. All right, so we have a new one for you. How many of you are ready? Help me welcome Chief Prosper. Is somebody ready to praise God? Are you guys ready? Oh, are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. One. The power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Kindness, yeah, Lulu, Ekeke, 
17 June, Bethel Revival Choir, Praise Medley 2, led by Joe Metal. It's a kind of song you ginger up a cold morning with. It's called Hot Praises. This is 97.3 City. Changing the scene of gospel music with authentic airway medleys, rhythms, blending the traditional with the spiritual. Hey! Never. Hey. Mm-hmm. Hey. This one is a freestyle dance. No matter how you're dancing, once you have a handkerchief, it's legal. <laughs> oh, Joe Metal. You are getting the rhythm. Starting the show with Business Sense this morning brought to you by ADB and Airtel Tigo Tugu Misu Promo. Tip number 998 in the 1001 Tips for an Outstanding Life. Albert and Comfort Okran. It's called the Law of the Iceberg. The Law of the Iceberg. Hmm. An iceberg is always stronger than it looks on the surface. This is because 90% of the strength remains concealed underwater. Learn from the iceberg. Quietly invest in private preparation in order to build significant spiritual, financial, relational, mental, and technical capacity for the future. Hey! Learn from the iceberg. If everything you are is what we know, you are not very deep. That's what the law of the iceberg says. You see 10% that the strength is underwater. Be like the iceberg. This is business sense. This is life sense. Brought to you by Etel Tigo. Tugu Miso is back reloaded. A huge cash prize of a 1 million CDs up for grabs. You too can win up to 125k. Dial star 500 has stunned the chance of winning. Do more with your Airtel Tigo money, with your calls, your data, and enter this promo in style. Also brought to you by ADB. Get up to 80% of your next salary. Make sure your salary goes through Agricultural Development Bank. Call us on 0244284197. ADB truly agree and more. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The power of the 
So getting into the newspaper review brought to you by Total, your car deserves the best street. Introducing the latest addition to our Total Quartz engine oil family is the 9000 Future 0W20, specially conditioned and developed for the latest generation engine. Delivers excellent protection and cleanliness, delivers or increases your oil change interval and reduces your fuel consumption. Join the Total Quartz Nation movement now. And as Fidelity celebrates our 15th anniversary, we are taking our most dedicated agents to experience the magnificent city of Dubai for real. Open more Fidelity Smart accounts, make deposits, transfers, withdrawals, and other transactions between now and October. The agent with the highest number of smart accounts opened and transactions will be chosen for this paid trip of a lifetime. Call us on 059-3837-146. All right, so it's 6... 39. Let me say good morning to Kukui on the show today. Bernardino. How are you doing? Not bad. Sure? Like two, yeah, two things, two right? Two pet peeves? Yes. What's going on? One, you know the flatbed trucks that carry containers? The flatbed trucks. Yeah, yeah. That car- yeah, yes, 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 yes. Some of them don't secure those containers properly. You know that, right? 
you can tell as they're driving. I think they feel driving. that the containers are heavy are enough heavy not enough. to fall. Or has one All falling near you? No, no, not, no, not near me. But you can see it's very dangerous, I think. Yes, yes. It only takes one wrong move for a truck to get an accident or flip. And the next thing, we've it's seen a very few, bad. We've seen a few before with the falling yeah. on people and things like that. I mean, isn't there some... Did you see a few on your way today? The, um, I saw a couple of days ago, I saw one. Mm. And, every, you know, every time I'm driving beside one, I'm so wary and so cautious. You want to overtake quickly. Yeah, it's, it's, it, but it's bad. Why should trucks like that be allowed to drive mm. without securing the containers properly? I feel Bernard, you. Why? I feel you. I okay, feel you. The second one is yes, people who, not a pet peeve, mm-hmm. people who park close to you mm-hmm. and open their car doors as if to, to they are banging. What is that? Space no day. So they will space they, they want to scr- they want to scratch you. So if that's the case, mm. be careful, like be gentle. Because me, me, I'm very considerate. If I park yes. close to someone, I'm yes. very careful how I open my door so I mm. don't ding. Has somebody scratched your nice white car? Oh, of course they have. Oh mm. Lord, forgive them. Why? They knew not what they were doing. So I, I take that. There's also a huge yeah. track on the circle interchange that sort of. I don't know what's happened to it. It's like it's just stuck and it's on the ramp. The incline. So if you don't, if you're not, if you're not careful, you could you could have some challenges. So if you're driving on the circle, they call it the Dubai interchange, and you're mm-hmm. coming from the ring road east towards the ring road west. Just be very careful as you drive. Let me say good morning to Caleb. He's joining us for the review this morning. Good morning, Th- There's a story all the papers would have missed because yes. they've opened the motorway for traffic. Yay! We have re-terminated it. I tell you. Yeah, I tell yeah. you. It's actually on the... Well... Okay, yes. What did they say? Back page the of time. Back page of time. Oh, says, Akrata, my motorway yeah. opens today after okay. completion of repairs. And they've got night vision capturing the, the Minister yeah. of Roads yeah, and his entourage on site. Yes. Remember, he he went there. Remember when you spoke to... um. Uh, the PRO. The yes, PRO, and he yeah. said that there would be a surprise yeah. or there could be a surprise. Yeah, this was the surprise, I well, guess. There said, if you don't know what is going on, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's back page of Ghanaian Times. What that else is. do you have there? On, well, on the front page, I've got government secures $24.9 million loan for right. a Greek mechanization plant. Mm-hmm. Five foreigners grabbed for selling unwholesome products. SNIT rolls out electronic scheme to ease payment of contributions. Mm-hmm. And 538 physician assistants and anesthetists have been inducted. Okay. Also so the U Start program, support U Start initiative program to succeed. This is the CEO of the National Youth Authority speaking. That's Pius Enam Hajide. All right. So graphics front page has the repair works on motorway completed. Okay, with a photo as well. Exactly, mm-hmm. and then plug loopholes in procurement processes. Mensa mm-hmm. Bonsu to MDAs. Mm-hmm. These are the stories making headlines. On in the graphic. graphic. All right. The Informer, as eight member delegation presents report to ECOWAS Parliament, Ghana advocates security. On African continent. Mm. Also, Baumia targets unbanked population. Petroleum revenue drag Oforiata to Parliament and claim of food shortage is a hoax, says the Greek minister. Republic Press. Mm-hmm. Malians, Nigerians invade Kaswa. Oh, Hijack ice cream. Shoemaker. Adieye business <laughs> as terrorist threats. Hoover over Ghana. Wow, so that's the lead story. What else do you have on the front page? And they say, shut up, Roads Minister to critics of motorway construction. My Lord. It's okay. okay. All right. The finder front page. Why deaths on good roads? Mm. 217 people killed on three major highways within Accra. Mm -hmm. Also, 2022 Hajj, the first flight will take off on the 20th of June. Okay. BNFT, global conditions complicating policy decisions of central banks. This Mm. is Ernest Addison speaking. Mm -hmm. Hotel 
Ghanaians kick against electricity water tariff hikes. Mm. They say it will severely impact business operations mm -hmm. and banks must step up efforts to digitize payment value chain. Right. This is also governor of the Bank of Ghana. New, well, new crusading weekend guide. crusading guide from Page. Nana B sweeps nationwide endorsement. Mm. Um, Haja Sauda to Said promises monthly allowance for women organizers. And Ghana headed in right direction. Survey shows 56% of Ghanaian youth believe that. The Inquisitor, Red Alert, Alan stares tension at Chebi mm. with Onya Ne Akonta Health Walk. Mm. I don't know what that is, but mm -hmm. commentary, Hobson Adoyes repulsive attacks on Kisia Jabing. Mm. And then we will switch to organic fertilizer, Bono East Farmers. Okay. Chronicle front page, Speaker Bagbin threatens Ufuriata and says until he comes to respond to the question and submit the statement, then... No, we will not entertain any business from the finance ministry. Mm -hmm. Also, police arrest three soldiers for robbery. There's some more information on that in mm -hmm. the Chronicle today. And Isaiah 54 verse 17, No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed. All right. And you shall confuse every tongue that rises against you in judgment. All right. Hallelujah. Custodian, mm. groups praise government for you start program and okay. NPP vets national officers today. Comes with photographs of some of the aspirants and a front plains north MP supports health education sectors. Okay, there's a few, just a couple of sports stories on the back page of the Chronicle about the Ghana Black Stars. Mm. Eddie Nketia, Tariq Lamte to get FIFA clearance to play for Ghana ahead of mm -hmm. World Cup. Mm -hmm. And Inyaki Williams and brother refused to play for Ghana. Now this story is making the rounds. Nobody really seems to have a concrete, Charlie. you know, a final answer to this, but some the people, Williams some brothers... Some media people are just looking for work for themselves. You think so? Where there's none. <laughs> Let's go online. Motor reopen to motorists after completion of repair works. We have the latest on that. We will bring you that. Lawyer pushes for prosecution of Governor of Bank of Ghana over management of CD. Meanwhile, Kufado swears in Kathleen Adi as new NCC chair. And Bagwin puts finance ministry business on hold after finance ministers no show. If you go on City Business News, Gulf Central Bank's Bank of England raised their policy rates after Fed hike. So everybody's raising their rates. Meanwhile, many Ghanaian businesses are not Africa focused, according to Fosu Dorte. This is from the Business Festival. Girls' profit after tax rises by 9% to hit 98.7 million for 2021. And then Ghana's economy not doing badly, but can be better. This is from Abses Jacob Broby. My John Line leads with Kathleen Addy, is the new chairperson of NCC. She was a deputy chairperson. She's been sworn in as the new. Meanwhile, the Ghana Forces says the robbery claim against three soldiers is false. Mm -hmm. And then the Deputy Majority Chief Whip says Ofriata is not running away from accountability. We'll bring you details on that. That's and right. then honest taxi driver employed by Church of Pentecost. And then if you go to uh, Star FM, Krobo residents demonstrate against installation of prepaid meters. Uh, A.B. Fuseni says COVID expenses for Friata has no regard for parliament. And then apart questions government of unconscionable 38 million free SHS T-shirts. Meanwhile, Deputy Energy Minister says rising fuel prices beyond government control. We heard that yesterday. Mm. GNA says uh, 51 foul nominations. MPP elections. Vetting begins today, Friday. Ghana Water Company alarmed over threat of illegal mining in Upper West Region and its effects on their operations. And uh, Ghana Armed Forces activates Operation Boafu to support flood victims. Mm. Right. So, so many stories. Where do you want to start from this morning? The, the motorway, if we can. All it's right. opening today, so hopefully people's traffic woes will be eased. Mm. So, the damaged portion of the Akratama motorway, which was closed for maintenance works, will be open to traffic at 6 a.m. Has been open to traffic. Yeah, now it has been open, yes. Mm -hmm. Mr. Kwesia Mwakwata, the Minister of Roads and Highways, gave this assurance after inspecting the work on the Tamakra bound section of the bridge. Um, as we know, since 
since then, it has been opened. That was last night. So for those who are applying that route, hopefully today will be the, the only other thing we need to add is so they've opened it today, and he also says this is not the time to talk about the cost because it was an emergency. Mm. The minister says, in as much as issues surrounding cost of repair, the repairing the bridge are relevant, yes. that issue can be ascertained after the project is completed. I think this was after a journalist asked him a question. Yeah. So this morning, if you're on the motorway, send us the selfie if you can. <laughs> That's if you are enjoying the road. Now, you have the graphic, Caleb, what do you have in yes, there? Yes, I do. Parliament declines the billion-dollar government loan until Oforiata appears before house. Story mm -hmm. by Samuel Dodu, and it says Parliament will not consider two loan facility agreements totaling a billion dollars laid before uh, the House until the Finance Minister Ken Ofriata appears before the House on June 22, mm -hmm. 2022 to account for how COVID-19 money mm -hmm. approved by the House since the outbreak of the pandemic was applied. It mm -hmm. goes on to tell you the rulings, the standing orders, and more of the details on page 19 and in line with that, in the Chronicle, Speaker Bagbin threatens Zofurieta. That's their headline. The Speaker of Parliament, Right Honourable Alban Sumana Kingsford Bagbin, has cautioned the Finance Minister, Kenufurieta, to appear before Parliament to respond to questions or forfeit doing business within the House. Mm -hmm. He noted that technically, ministers are mandated and empowered to present business before Parliament and the House could not refuse it, but can also refuse to do business with ministers based on their posture. He said until he comes to respond to the question and to submit the statement giving explanations as to how that money has been applied, we will not entertain any business from that ministry. Mark my words. Technically, ministers are mandated and empowered to present business before the House, and the House cannot refuse it. That is it. But it's a human institution. If you don't give me the due respect, if you don't see me as someone worthy mm. of you doing business with, I can say that, well, I will not allow you to come do business with me. Let me give you two economy-related stories. Bank of Ghana, lawyer pushes for prosecution of BOG over management of CD. This is citynewsroom.com. A lawyer, Dr. John Bading, is pushing the AG to cause prosecution of the Bank of Ghana over the perceived mismanagement of the Ghana city, which continues to lose value against the U.S. dollar. Mm. He has petitioned the Attorney General and said the Bank of Ghana has compromised the Ghana city. It is out of line and must be brought back in line as our laws demand. Mm. Then if you go to my journal line, it's a very interesting story from the BOG. Mm. Victims of Ponzi schemes are mostly security personnel, according to the Bank of Ghana. Mm. So the Bank of Ghana has offered financial literacy training to personnel of the Ghana Immigration Service in the Ashanti region. The training is aimed at empowering the security personnel with knowledge in managing their finances and to make their right financial decisions. Now, the Bank of Ghana wants to educate the public on financial management and according to statistics by the Central Bank, majority of complaints received about Ponzi schemes are from security personnel. So, Godfrey Kujo of the Financial Stability Department of the bank says most of the security personnel are victims of Ponzi schemes. The bank noticed that from our compliance statistics, a number of complainants uh, complaint statistics and all of complainants came from the security agencies, mm. especially when it comes to Ponzi schemes within the country. The security agencies are the most hit, mm. and then the Bank of Ghana cautioned the public against disposing of their SIM cards after borrowing money from the telco networks. Mm. But uh, so, global conditions complicating policy decisions of central banks. This mm. is uh, Governor Addison. Mm -hmm. Dr. Ennis Addison has said the current global conditions have put central banks across yes. the continent in a tight corner as they must come out with policies that will tame inflationary pressures without sacrificing growth. He's he right. was speaking at the Financial Stability Board conference in Accra where he ruled the damaged global, the damaged global conditions such 
as the Russia-Ukraine war mm-hmm. is having on prices of essential products like food, fuel, thereby aggravating the difficulties some countries on the continent were already facing as a result of mm. the pandemic. But there's an equally important story on page three mm-hmm. of BNFT hoteliers. They are not happy. They are kicking against electricity, mm-hmm. water tariff hikes. All right. They say it will severely impact business operators. Comes with a photograph of the president of the Ghana Hotels Association, mm-hmm. Dr. Edward Akanyameka Jr. Okay. And um, let me get you excerpts here. It says COVID-19 got a lot of hotels into debt. Mm-hmm. The recovery started from May 2021 to 2022 mm. when we started seeing some stability. So we are still dealing with the debts that were accumulated in 2021. Mm. Water and uh, electricity form a significant part of our operations. Mm. So he goes on to say... Right. Just how there was an agri minister story. He's on a tour of some parts of the country. Mm. I think right. they are in the Ashanti and Bono regions. So this is actually the deputy minister speaking. So it's in the Informer newspaper. Okay. Claim of food shortage is a hoax. Okay. The deputy minister of food and agriculture, Yao Frimpongado, mm. has described as false the claims that there's food shortage in the country. Mm. He noted that Ghanaians misconstrued price hikes of some foodstuffs to mean shortage. Mm. He reacted to the false claim when mm. addressing the media in Techima and Bono East region mm. as part of the ministry's six-day tour of five regions across the country. Mm-hmm. He explained that his outfit's tour was informed by statements, especially in Accra and some big cities, that there was food shortage in the country. Really? He said around this time of the year, food prices are high. But fortunately for Ghana, since 2016 until now, there has been high stock of maize. Mm. According to him, about 270,000 metric tons of maize is available in about 10 satellite markets in the Bono East region. Mm-hmm. But he sympathized with farmers on the practice where buyers decide to shortchange them by giving them unfit prices for their produce. Mm. He says it's totally false for people to sit somewhere and say that there is maize or food shortage okay. in Ghana. Interesting. So mm-hmm. uh, what I remember people say was that the planting season, people were not getting the seeds and the materials to plant enough and that there could be a food shortage. I'm not sure that's the same as saying there is a food shortage, but it's good to know that we don't have a food shortage. Let's continue with some other stories. The Inquisitor. The Inquisitor says Alan stares tension at Chibi. Mm. So tension is building up within the Chibi New Patriotic Party NPP following a decision by people backing Mr. Alan Kojocha Mating, okay. an aspiring pre- presidential candidate to organize a health walk on July 2, 2022. Mm. Flyers on the walk indicate that it is being organized by a group, Achim for Alan, mm. and is themed Unyane Akunta mm-hmm. Health Walk. Mm. What is creating the tension uh, <laughs> the tense atmosphere is that the date set for the event coincides with the grand deba of mm. the people of Chebi in this year's Ohum festival. Alright. So, everybody has a problem. In the, in the Chronicle, the Ghana Forces has released a statement uh-huh. and the full statement is printed here in the Chronicle on page Highlights. 3. Mm-hmm. Yes, so they are talking about what they call a misleading story in mm. the Thursday 16th June edition of the Chronicle mm-hmm. with the banner headline falsely stating that three soldiers have been arrested by the Amasaman police mm. for robbery. They are saying that the police has not made an arrest even though pictures of some three soldiers were depicted alongside the story. The mm. allegation of robbery has not been a established against them. So they say the conclusions are premature. Mm-hmm. Now they do go through some details. They say a complaint was made by a Nigerian national mm-hmm. and a, a request by Amasama police through a picture. They were able to identify one soldier and subsequently two colleagues who mm-hmm. happened to be at Amasama on the said date. Based on that, they commenced a joint investigation. This some preliminary checks. But according to the Ghana Armed Forces, they are saying that um, they are yet to determine like any finality on the matter. So they mm. say that they don't condone any such robbery acts. 
mm. and they will not shield any soldier who is found to engage in criminal activity. But again, they are saying that this is a bit premature. So, so. lots of uh, stories around that area. I wanted to take you to the GNA. Ghana Water Company is alarmed over the threat of illegal mining in the upper west region of all places. The Ghana Water Company in the upper west region has expressed concern about the activities of illegal small-scale miners known as Galamse in some parts of the region. It said those activities were a threat to the quality of water production and the supply from the Jumbusi water treatment plant at the Wild West District due to the increasing turbidity levels of water in the Black Volta. Hey, so they are attaching the Volta to mm-hmm. Kletus Dieku, Upper West Regional Water Quality Assurance and Production Manager at the Water Company, expressed the concern when a joint team from the Upper West Regional Security Council, RECSEC, and the Wild West District Security Committee, DISEC, Visitors from Galamse sites in the Wild West District. The visit was occasioned by a report from the company to the National Security on Activities of Illegal Miners in the area, which had been a threat to the effective operation of the company. Mm. But at page 6 of yes. the custodian, Dr. Baumia is speaking. Mm. He launched the bank-wide Momo services. That was yesterday. Yes, and um, he's saying that it's heartwarming to know that the banking sector is increasingly looking for ways to extend financial inclusion to all Ghanaians. Mm-hmm. He's quoted as saying, it is clear that the entire economy is being transformed to what I want to call from analog to digital. To digital. Let me give you two stories with fuel. So yeah. the Goyle's profit after tax rises by 9% to reach 90, almost 100 million CDs that's for right. 2021. So that's good. So maybe they can use some <laughs> of that to help us. <laughs> Leading OMC, has, Goyle has recorded significant growth in key areas of the company's operations, such as its profit after tax, total assets and volume of fuel sold in 2021. This was revealed at Goyle's 53rd AGM held in Accra. The 53rd annual general meeting of Gore, which was held on the 15th of June, saw shareholders vote on an, an approved five resolutions, including the declaration of a dividend for the year ended December 31. So shareholders will get some money. Election of directors retiring by rotation, fixing of directors' remuneration, the receipt and consideration of the reports of directors, and the auditor, auditor and financial statements. Now, still in the fuel sector, Star FM is reporting what we read yesterday. Deputy Minister for Energy says fuel prices beyond government's control which we disagree, but mm. the story is still there. The government has revealed that it has little control in the consistent, I think the word is persistent, that's more uh, accurate, persistent price rises in petroleum products, despite recent measures put in place yielding some results. Now, this was after a question was put to Parliament. Deputy Minister Urequidu disclosed that the central bank currently provides 30% of forex needed by OMCs, and he says the international oil marketing companies have been given incentives to play the role originally given to BOSS to ensure fuel prices are readily, fuel products are readily available in the country. All right, so we'll leave it there for now, and I'm sure there's more to talk about. City Business News comes up next. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Kukui. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Yeah. Uh, fast approaching 7 o'clock. The City Business News is coming up next. It's brought to you by Go, your OMC of choice. Keeps making life ever so convenient. We now accept Momo for all fuel you buy at key selector stations. Remember to Momo it at Goyal. Visit our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And start using Momo to conveniently pay for fuel. News is also brought to you by MTN. There are 100 reasons to buy more airtime with MTN Momo. We're giving you back 100% bonus whenever you buy airtime from your wallet. That's two times the airtime you need. Shadow your airtime purchase of any amount. Simply dial star 170 hash. Select option 3 for the process. MTN everywhere you go. 
And with Enterprise Life, it's possible to live your best life. Ladies, enjoy a cover for your lifestyle with Bloom, a life insurance product for today's woman. Families, safeguard your well-being with our family income security plan. And for you, live freely with our funeral finance plan. Call 0307-084-444. Enterprise, your advantage. Bio says, joining us with the last business bulletin in the morning for the week. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning to you out there. Let's head straight into our stories. Now, over the years, global remittances, the hard-earned money sent by migrant workers to their family members in low- and middle-income countries, have seen a consistent growth even during the COVID-19 pandemic. In Ghana, figures from the Bank of Ghana show that uh, Ghana received remittances of $4.5 billion in 2021. Now, following the recognition of International Day of Family Remittances yesterday, industry players are optimistic of a higher percentage increase in remittances for Ghana this year after a rebound in economic activities on the global market. In Ghana, like many developing countries, remittances are the most visible forms of immigrants' or migrants' economic contributions to the economies of their home countries as they form a substantial part of their country's GDP and help show up foreign reserves. Despite the impact of the COVID-19 on global economies, remittances to Ghana shot up by 5% to $3.6 billion in 2020, according to World Bank's 2021 Migration and Development Report. Figures from the Bank of Ghana show that Ghana received remittances of $4.5 billion in 2021, representing 6.3% of the country's GDP. Following this progressive trend, players in the fintech space are optimistic of an even better performance in the coming years. Speaking on the sidelines of the Disrupt 270 Summit organized to mark the International Day of Family Remittances, the managing director of ZP, one of the fastest growing fintechs in Ghana, Andrew Techiapia, predicted a 16% growth in remittances following a rebound in economic activities on the global market. Well, I don't see remittance figures declining. Um, it didn't decline in 2008 when we had the meltdown. It didn't decline when we had the COVID lockdowns. Um, it's going to grow, and I'll tell you why it's going to grow. Because what we're also seeing in that in the diaspora, where they are, in their host countries, these, these men and women are being given a lot more opportunities. They are going up the social ladder, so they are taking on more responsibilities. Their wallet sizes or income brackets are going up, so they can only contribute more. Also, the enabling policies that, thanks to President Akufuado and his team have put together, what you're finding is that they're able to also do a lot more with their monies here. So it's going to increase. I'm actually projecting another 10 to 16% increase for 2022, and we're already seeing the signs of it. Elenda Bar found that report there. Now, as part of efforts towards ensuring zero tolerance for substandard locally manufactured products, the Ghana Standards Authority has stated that it will strictly enforce the national quality policy. Our cabinet last month approved the policy to help operationalize a national quality infrastructure. Now, the system spells out how goods and services must be produced to meet acceptable standards by all sectors of the economy, whether private or public. Speaking on the City Business Festival on a series, Director General of the Ghana Standards Authority, Professor Alex Dodu, reiterated his outfit's commitment to ensuring that the quality of made-in-Ghana products is not compromised to protect compliant businesses. 
I am at risk of sounding too much pro private sector, but the private sector has been supportive of what makes them money. In fact, whether it's out of interest or not, their interest is I want to make money. I want to do it rightly, pay my taxes and go to bed. Your job as government is to help me make that money. So for them, there's no pushback at all. I would say that in the absence of the laws, you have the difficult ones who don't comply. So now what is happening? Because we do not have the law, you as a good business whether it's City or Bernard or any brand for that matter, if you stick to the law, your cost of doing business is very high. Now, if your competitor is cutting corners and he's selling at half price, he's going to get a market from you. How fair is that? So really, when you enforce, good business thrives. And mm. we have a graphical example from the uh, pharmaceutical industry where over the past 20 years, we've moved from doing not much to being leaders in Africa. In all other sectors, they call for enforcement, but it must be a level playing field. If you put this burden on Ghanaian industry and you allow substandard imports, I'm sorry, you are killing the industry. Mm -hmm. So every businessman, and I've been dealing closely with the AGI, they are excited, but they keep saying that if you do not enforce, then you kill our businesses. You tie our hands and send us out into battle. Mm. Enforcement we shall, I can tell you. That was the Director General of the Ghana Standards Authority, Professor Alex Dodu, speaking on the City Business Festivals on a series. The full interview airs at 9 a.m. on the City Breakfast Show. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of Data Bank for more on the topic, Understanding Compound Interest. What's the most powerful force in the universe? It's not the law of physics. It's compound interest. Why? Because it can help you multiply your money many times over, turning a few CDs into big money as the years pass. Compounding is a simple idea where the investments you make will earn a return each year. If you reinvest these earnings by putting them back into your original investment, you'll have a much bigger base of money in the future. This is one of the best ways to make your money grow. And it doesn't matter whether you invest in bonds, stocks, or other asset classes, you can put the power of compound interest to work for you. The rule of 72 is a simple formula to help you figure out how long it will take for your initial investment to double, thanks to compounding interest. The formula is 72 by the rate of return. For example, if your money is growing at 5% a year, it will take 14.4 years to double. If it grows at 10%, then 7.2 years. If it grows at 15%, then just under 5 years to double. The younger you are and the longer you invest, the more compound interest can work for you. It's still not too late if you invest later in life. But remember, don't chase returns. Do your research and talk to a licensed financial advisor. At Data Bank, our team is here to help you learn more about investing. So invest wisely, invest with Data Bank. That was Gillian Hammer of Databank there. This bulletin was probably brought to you by MTN, Goyle and Enterprise Live and also uh, powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Bobbie Osei. Do have a good business day. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is nine minutes past seven. This is still the City Breakfast Show. It's Friday morning, and we can report that the motorway has been reopened. At least the portions that were blocked. Minister Mwakwanta is addressing the media. I'll bring you some highlights later. Fred Duho is there for us with the whole team of media people. 
and the minister has uh, given other assurances about the motorway flanked by his chief director and other officials of the highway authority Christian Mwakwata is uh, confident that the repairs will ease some of the traffic on the motorway coming up next is the city business edition but don't forget that smes can be supported by cal bank with our business and sme scheme loans working capital loans green financing loans coupled with advisory and capacity building we do more than just banking when it comes to your business don't leave your success to the direction of the wind your business must not be obey the wind it must follow the strategy call cal 0800 500 500 let's talk today or send an email to customer care at calbank.net calbank forward to together and have you ever tried sending money urgently or paying a bill and then suddenly you receive a message insufficient balance well the vodafone cash overdraft is here to answer the problem it's an innovative service that allows you to complete your vodafone transactions by allowing you to access additional funds even if you don't have sufficient money in your wallet so dial star 110 has select option 5 for the prompts to opt in now so if you need to buy your monthly data of 50 cities and you have 30 in your wallet we can still help you do that this valuable service is available to vodafone cash users only so switch to vodafone cash now it's been a week focused on very very important business conversation investing in ghana the ghana opportunity we had very interesting conversations throughout the week michael Ogbodu brings you highlights this morning on the city business festival on a series that's what we have for the city business edition the city breakfast show rise above the noise Hello and welcome to another episode of the City Business Edition on 97.3 City FM. My name is Michael Obodu. This week on the show, we have packaged for you highlights from week three of the City Business Festival Honor Series. The focus of the conversations for this week was the Ghana opportunity. And there was a lineup of impressive persons who tackled various aspects of the topic. Do remember that this year's edition of the City Business Festival is mainly sponsored by APSA Bank. With support from MTN Mumu and MTN Business, Ghana Investment Promotions Center, GIPC IT Consortium and GESAL. So we start off with the CEO of the agency mandated by law to attract investment into the country, the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, GIPC's Mr. Yofi Grant. And this is what he had to say about understanding the Ghana opportunity. I'm just talking about the opportunity that we are minerals resource rich, we are land rich. And even in comparison to the sub-region, when we look at human capital, we seem to have an edge. And, uh, and what has happened over the past few years is that policy directions 
have been set to actually transform the economy from what it was before, where we were just exporting our raw materials and resources, and we didn't didn't look like we needed a high caliber, you know, human capital to do that. And so, um, what has happened is over the recent years, through policy initiatives, we've set in um, a policy of senior high school, free senior high school education. In fact, quality free senior high school education. What is that going to do? It's going to produce a cater of better healed, better educated young Ghanaians who can then take advantage of the opportunities out there and then create a bigger economy. You can well imagine that if the free senior high school program had income every year, our education pipeline was throwing out um, over 100,000 young people at the ages of 13 and 14 who at that level, at that age, didn't even have the maturity to be able to decide for themselves. They didn't have the wherewithal in the sense of maturity to decide themselves where the future was going. Um, And it was like, well, that's it for you. Many of them couldn't go back to school to improve their education because either they didn't have the money to pay or they just fell off and didn't have recourse into getting back. And yeah, many we, we do understand that these are very tough times and we'll be hoping to understand what your outfit is also doing to help despite their global economic challenge, okay. helping to drive traffic here in Ghana to help okay. us uh, take a, or harness the various investment opportunities here in the country. But you are still listening to 97.3 This is the City Business Festival on Air series. And we are speaking to Mr. Yofi Grants, the CEO of the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, GIPC. And from how he speaks, you can see he's clearly passionate about driving investments in the country. And we are hoping to understand the various opportunities that are available that investors can take advantage of. And Mr. Yofi, you've mentioned a lot of the policies that our government is putting in place. You've mentioned the um, the various sectors that have potential opportunities. Yes, but tell us, which areas are actually attracting more uh, investments as we speak? Okay, well, I I spoke of three O's, but I I described two of them, opportunities, openness. Now, the third one is optimism. And I think it's important to highlight on that because Mm. very often people don't understand um, the Mm. relativity of that. No, um, optimism is very key. And as you know, between 2017 and 2019, Mm -hmm. Ghana's economy growth sadly to become one of the fastest growing economies in the world with an average growth rate of 7%. And even during COVID, when many countries, many, many countries were in recession, Ghana was one of the very few countries that had positive economic growth. And even post that time in 2021, when many countries were still riling from the effects of the pandemic, and now, you know, uh, what has happened, this conflict has come in further dampening economic growth. Ghana's economy grew at um, 5.4%. Mm-hmm. And the World Bank in Diamond projected that it will grow at an average of 5.2% in the next three years and above. So it's not all gloomy as it's been made to see. To mm-hmm. see. Um, it's pretty attractive. And, and, and we're optimistic. And that is, I say, the stories of the three O's. We are very optimistic that if we stay the course, we'll get where we are going. Now, you spoke about, so what is the attraction um, for Ghana? When you put all these together in a matrix of factors... That's what the average investor wants to see, a place that is politically stable, a growing economy despite all the ravages of, um, of the war and the pandemic, uh, an optimistic people who are very clear and have a game plan that they are going to execute. Those are the factors that before they even look at the real ground opportunities, investors want to see. 
When they see that, then they are confident that at least this is a country that we understand. We understand the risks. Therefore, we can go in. And Ghana, as I said, is resource rich. But currently, we're seeing quite um, um, a groundswell of uh, investors looking at the services sector. And it's, it's important to understand why. Most of people who come to Ghana see, compare Ghana to the sub-region. And, mm. and, and it's safe, it's livable, um, it's uh, very accommodating. Our people are very accommodating. We are happy mm. people. And we have 365 days of sunshine, never mind the occasional rain, um, you know, storm that happens. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we have reasonably educated people. We are making the effort to educate more people. So those are the things that an investor would like to see, predictability within the environment. Mm. And so we are seeing quite a significant amount of them come into the services sector. But more recently, we are seeing some of them come into the industrial sector and uh, setting up um, small production um, um, units in partnerships with Ghanaian. At GIPC, our desire is that when we bring in uh, foreign direct investors, they actually partner with indigenous investors. Hmm. Um, and we are, more, uh, we are more inclined to believe that we should have um, local businesses implant themselves in the global value chains of most of these foreign direct investors because that's where the real money is. Yeah. When you are implanted in the in the value chain, um, mm. so services, and then that is why services seem to be growing. Services, um, logistics, and, and those are the things that we should plant ourselves in, realizing that there is a death of capital in this country, um, and therefore a lot of people, great entrepreneurs, who do mm. not have the capital to start their business, but they can partner and implant themselves into the global value chains of these foreign direct investors. And so we are even looking that as we are constantly reforming our laws, we better apply incentives to foreign direct investors who partner with Ghanaians um, to create their um, their businesses, and also those who enable us to uh, enable us to achieve the SDGs in the faster um, framework that we do. And yep. to enable us to do that, the government itself came up with a, a framework called the Ghana Cares Matampa Framework. Mm-hmm. COVID alleviation and revitalization of enterprises support program. And what this program has done is is in two phases. The first phase was to ensure uh, COVID alleviation uh, measures. Mm. And if you remember, that's when the campus and all the other programs of government intervention, um, helping people, feeding people on the streets, making sure that uh, livelihoods were not lost by energizing industries to go out there. That's how come we reject our beverages industry to start producing, you know, some of the med- some of the things that we required to help us deal with the pandemic and, um, and all that. From Mr. Yufi Grant of the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, we turn to the senior managing partner of Pan-African business law firm AB and David, David Ofosudote, who spoke on differentiating Ghana. Mr. Fosu Dote believes it's time to change how we sell Ghana to the world and he had some very impressive suggestions on how to do this. If you just tune in, this is the City Business Edition where we are bringing you highlights from week three of the City Business Festival on Air Series here on 97.3 City FM. And my name is Michael Obudu. Now let's listen to Mr. Ofusu Dote. Ghana wants to stand out to attract investment. What in your view is the key differentiating point for the country i think our location uh, above all uh, but we should 
do something about it that that that, that will enable it to become the hallmark uh, so i'll start with the location and, and when you have a location uh, as a different you have location as a differentiator it's such a powerful thing that if we elaborate on it it's almost an unbeatable uh, 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 i mean factor so that's what that's i would say yeah. for somebody who organizes conferences multinational with lots of africans coming you have two perspectives the perspective of non-african seeing ghana and the perspective of african seeing ghana i've seen you bring africans from all over to into ghana first what do the africans see about ghana is it just the location when you say to them we are ab and david we're organizing crystal ball we want you to come and let's think about the continent why do they say yes i don't think ghana's location has been marketed I mean, enough. This mm. just started recently. Uh, so I don't think, even though that's the differentiator, I don't think that's what brings people here. The, for the average African, it's a bit more of a history. Mm. Uh, especially the Nkrumah factor, uh, the independence factor, the fact that uh, education-wise, uh, Ghana sent a lot of teachers out for... So you have people who are... 40, 50 and above who might have encountered a Ghanaian teacher uh, in one country or the other. And then uh, football is another uh, reason that Ghana becomes attractive. The father is West Africa. And another fact which is rather surprising, the fact that it is close to Nigeria. <laughs> because Nigeria itself attracts a lot of I mean, uh, uh, people and uh, because of the Ni Nigeria size, it's almost, you find, in my estimation, 7 out of 10, especially businesses who come to Nigeria, who want to come to Ghana as well. So there's a spillover effect. So when they see Nigeria, they see Ghana as part of that conversation yes. all the time. And there's, and, and there's always this argument, do I go to Nigeria before Ghana or Ghana before Nigeria? Depending on who, who you are speaking to, somebody will say, let me do the hard landing and I go to the soft landing in Ghana. And they say go to Ghana first before you go to Nigeria. Mm. I mean, I think the Ghana Nigeria relationship also has not been fully exploited, but these are all so, so there are the inherent issues of history, education, and then sports. Yeah, then there's the associated issue of the Ghana Nigeria dynamic adding yeah. to that because Nigeria is also quite strong on film. Music mm -hmm. and culture mm -hmm. and Ghana music also exactly for the Af average African so, Ghana music. So, you, so you've, even before talking about location, you've given me four very strong points. Yeah. So, but this is true in most Anglophone because for my travels, when I meet people from other African countries who are Anglophone, they talk about our teachers. Right? Yeah. They they will say that there was a Ghana teacher they had. Many, the many teacher years is ago. a powerful thing. I mean, in Southern Africa especially, yes, the Ghanaian teacher influence is very very powerful. You go to Zambia as an example today, and you find, I mean, I walked to a hotel in Livingston, and a lady there just, I mean, heard my name and started speaking to to me. She's just never like been to Ghana before. I found the same thing in Durban. Uh, and the person started speaking local language. Yeah, lo local Ghanaian language to me. So these things seem intangible. History, education, sports, and then culture. Yet when we talk about Ghana as an investment destination, you will typically find the hard issues. GDP, economic stability. Is, there, is it a disconnect or is it just a question of us linking the two because usually when i hear gipc or somebody talk about ghana even the president they will usually say we are beacon of stability we have uh, a, a good economic growth our democracy is well but you're talking about softer things no, no i think it's the focus mm -hmm. so most of what you hear about investments mm -hmm. is focused on attracting foreign direct investors mm -hmm. and that type of speak 
is what they would like to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other problem uh, with that is that that type of speak is what we've been cultured to let them hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if we made them hear something different, mm-hmm. probably we will be able to attract more than we are currently attracting. So the issues of stability, etc. Those are all facts. But a lot of people have caught up with us when it comes to, I mean... Uh, those things. Yes, so so, so basically things. the hard ones are easier to replicate than the soft ones. It's also because we are looking... Let me emphasize: If you have how you address investors, a local investor is different from how you address a foreign investor, and even the kind of investors you are you are attracting also differ. If you were wanted to attract uh, contractors, as an example, they don't really care about stability and international. Con- he wants because to build the road for you. In fact, I yes. provide <laughs> exactly. more opportunity. Exactly. Otherwise, there wouldn't be investors in certain parts of Africa. Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, attract those who are in the finance market, the more stable the economy, the better it is for them. If somebody wants to do mining, uh, the more the gold or other metal prices go up outside Ghana, the better it is for him they, they, because his market is outside the country. So if you wanted to attract somebody who produces, let's say, bottles of water, the more you address him about the size of Africa as the aftermarket, the more you'll attract him. So we, we have to package these messages for different people. I'll come back to the Africa issue on after, but let's talk globally. So wh- when you talk to people who are not Africans, Asians, Europeans, Americans, what do you think they see about Ghana? What's your experience with how they perceive the country? Asians see Ghana from different, a different angle, and you have to classify the Asians into two. Mm-hmm. I will call it the Asians who relate to India. Uh, they don't need much selling because there, there are too many examples here of Indians who have lived here for long. It's the same when you look at the Middle East, Lebanese community. They already have Syria. a reference point for Ghana. Some have been here since 100 and 150 years. So it is their brother or their cousin who is letting them come here. And they come and they ease into the system very, I mean. But when you talk about Asia in terms of China, Singapore, Southeast Asia, the attitude is different. You will find that most of them are people who first came to do some government work of one form or the other and found that this place was suitable. Then they teamed up with some local investor or decided to set up because one province in China is driving an Africa investment, etc. So again, Asians don't look at Ghana from a homogeneous perspective. Mm, That's interesting. For persons in the creative industry who are wondering whether there are investment potentials for them in Ghana, Juliet Asante, the CEO of National Film Authority of Ghana, has clarified with a resounding yes. She spoke on understanding the Ghana opportunity in the film industry. And trust me, you'll be impressed, especially at the statistics she had on the sector and its prospects. So if I'm a filmmaker and I cannot get a cinema to show my film in. So there's festival, there's cinema, there's cinema and, then there's and then there's pay TV, which is the third level. The third level, and then you have before you even start descending to VOD. So I, I even jumped the gun. But yes. can't we say that because of the times we're in, the fact that, you know, because it may be more difficult to increase the number of cinemas because the infrastructure around that space and all that, but if your content is available, and young people, you mentioned gaming, which means a lot of young people with good internet will want to pay for whatever they want to want to pay for. Should we still go through the process of festival, cinema, uh, pay TV to VOD, 
or we can leapfrog and say, you know what? Let's just have the content. We need all. We need and all. As NFA, and as NFA, for instance, mm. we brought the sec the the largest. Ghana is going to be the host to the only cinema conference in Africa. So there are three in in the world. You have CinemaCon, which I was just at at Las Vegas. Then there's uh, Cine Euro, and then there's Meta at in the MENA region. Now we've managed to pitch to bring Meta to Ghana. So wow. for the first time, we are bringing cinema investors to wow. Ghana. But to your point, mm. um, you see, when it comes to VOD, VOD is great and all that. But if I start, maybe I shouldn't. But if I start telling you the number of subscribers to VOD, say Netflix in Africa, it's not that, it's not such a great picture. Because VOD can only go as far as internet penetration can go. So my dad in Akosomo wants Netflix, but... I can't get it for him because the internet there is not that great. But if you have a cinema... But if I have a cinema, many people can go and watch. So filmmakers will make a lot of money there. So let's not jump over the cinema landscape. I think you made that point. Yeah. Now, when it comes to VOD, yes, we are trying all those efforts. But then again, uh, Nigeria, South Africa, Kenya, they are up the ladder when it comes to subscriber, um, subscriber numbers. Okay, for for very concrete um, uh, uh, steps they've taken, it didn't just happen. I mean, for instance, the African director of Netflix really comes from Kenya. So obviously, I hear they're going to open even uh, Netflix Kenya or something like that, perhaps. Because, of course, that's, you know, she would want to or they would want to develop that area. So what are we also doing mm -hmm. to make sure that we are situated right one for the subscriber numbers to rise mm -hmm. because obviously it's a business decision for netflix or amazon or anybody mm. um and all of those things we need to take care of those things but whilst we are following that conversation mm. and trying to get our content out there on those platforms we feel that if say netflix was shooting a nigerian film mm -hmm. but then they came and shot it in ghana what would that mean Ghana would automatically be in that film. Ghana will benefit from mm. the money from shooting from the crew. Mm. Ghana will benefit from branding. Ghana will benefit from all of those things. This is one of the reasons why we even set out to try and attract investors to come and build a studio here. So you clearly see the economic opportunity and the levels that which you've explained them are very brilliant. My last question for you is how optimistic are you? You've been working in this for almost all your life. Mm -hmm. I think in the past few years, you've been in a more policy influential position. Things are tough. Mm -hmm. What's your level of optimism that in our lifetime, what we have seen in Bollywood, what the Nollywood guys have done, we can do and do better? Um, Bernard, to answer your question on how optimistic I am, I, I like to make this statement. I believe that the revolution of Africa will happen from the creative space. Hmm. And that is a bold statement I can, I can go on record and say anytime. Wow. The, the kind of mass numbers we need to employ can only come from the creative space. Because the barriers are low, the barriers to entry are low, the opportunity is vast, is global. The branding of Africa can only happen on the wings of the creative space. And young people, you know, um, are not waiting for permission. So when I say that, 
For instance, Ghana spent over $70 million on online games. These are young people who are taking their phones, which is something that we have, getting on the phone and making a decision that they are going to play these games. But then we are asking ourselves, or we should ask ourselves, mm. these games, who are developing these games? So we as a country, we need to think about developing these games for our 1.3 billion population in Africa that look like us. Once we begin to do that, then that opens up a space for all these young people who are looking to play, who are playing anyway, mm. who are creating these games anyway, who are creating these animations anyway, mm. who are doing these films anyway. This year, for the first time, a Ghanaian film made it to a short Ghanaian film made it into Cannes for the first time. Cannes in France. A Cannes in France, which is the, the, the world's most foremost uh, festival, film festival. festival. So the opportunity is there. People are coming together and networking. Mm. Uh, the role of policy makers, and I'm happy and, and grateful that I, I have the platform to be able to push forward the policies that are necessary mm. to help the sector push forward the way it needs to do. But this is what I say. With or without policy makers, creativity is creativity. We'll find its way. Find its way. So and policy uh, better get along. Better get along. Because uh, what the guys are doing, they, they will keep doing. They will keep doing. Wow. And what they are doing is fantastic. They are selling Ghana. The creative space is selling Ghana. Mm. The creative space is bringing money to Ghana. Mm. But the gap, according mm. to the UNESCO report, is over 15 billion. And what is Ghana's share in that 15 billion? Mm. Those are the questions we need to ask and take the, the actions that we need to take. Mm. You know what? Ghana is the headquarters of Africa Continental Free Trade Union. This is, we are the center. And one of the things that we say is that Ghana is the gateway and Africa is the destination. Amazing. I like that. I like your optimism. Thank you. You are still listening to the City Business Edition on 97.3 City FM. And finally, on this week's highlights on the City Business Festival Honors Series, we wrap up with Jacob Brobe, who is the acting head of markets at APSA Bank. And he shared some insights on understanding the Ghana finance opportunity. Take a listen. First of all, uh, inflation rates is skyrocketing hitting numbers that we haven't recorded in a quite a while things are looking a bit turbulent is there still really an opportunity to invest in ghana thank you michael um yes um you've mentioned the fact that inflation is skyrocketing and and i must add that it's not just ghana specific problem uh inflation is at all-time highs in mm. most markets mm. us europe um most market including ghana um, are, there, are there still opportunities? Yes. In the midst of every challenges, mm. there are definitely opportunities that individuals should be able to take advantage. And at the end of the day, once you surmount those challenges, mm. then you come out better. Okay. So you are the expert. Tell us, where do you start from? What do you look out for as an investor uh, who wants to put money into Ghana? All right. So um, I think globally, um, not just Ghana specific, but globally, uh, investors look out for about five or so things okay. uh, to decide where their money should go. Mm -hmm. Now, um, if you are a Ghanaian investor, mm -hmm. probably then your focus will be where can I invest my money so that the value of that money is protected. Exactly. So this means that as a Ghanaian, your focus will be more of the returns, mm. right? And then you're looking at the returns also, you look at the risk associated with it. Yeah. Uh, because there, there's the general principle that there's a risk return mm -hmm. um, metrics that yeah. you need to adhere to. So for a typical Ghanaian, 
um, they will be looking at earning real returns on the investment. Mm -hmm. How do you measure the real returns? At yep. the basic level, you'll be looking at inflation, right? Mm -hmm. So for investors, they will be ensuring that the returns on the investment at mm -hmm. the minimum okay. should be the inflation rate. Right. So in that case, they are, the capital mm -hmm. or the value of their investment is protected. Okay. So they always look for a return which is higher than the inflation figure. Mm. And that's what we call the real returns. Okay. So investors will be looking out for real returns, mm. a return which is higher than the inflation rate. Okay. If the returns tends to be lower than the inflation rate, then we are saying negative returns. Yeah. And if you have negative return mm. um, as investment returns, then obviously the value of your investment is being eroded over yeah. time. Now, if it's an external investor, mm. a global investor who is looking to invest in Africa mm. and, and into Ghana, then they'll be looking at other metrics. Okay. One of them is political stability. Hmm. Nobody wants to send invest in a country yeah. that they wake up one day and then there's a new government. They say they've nationalized the, the, hmm. the, 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 the business that yeah. established, or probably you can't take out your, 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 your capital. Hmm. So investors will want to look for uh, countries with stable or strong political landscape, mm. which Ghana, we are, we are very good at it for now. Yeah. Um, another thing that investors also be, will be looking out for is how easy can we enter the country and exit the country. So yeah. in this case, we are looking at liquidity. Okay. So the market must be liquid enough so mm. that when they put in their funds, they should be able to exit at any point in yeah. time. Another thing that investors also will also be looking at for is corporate governance strong corporate governance framework mm. and then transparency okay. so when it comes to investment and and their conversations mm. around corruption it's not just ordinary discussion people take it seriously to find out how easy it is for me to do business in a particular country without probably have to pay a lot of people in the chain mm. so investors will want to be comfortable that when we go into this country yeah. things are so transparent the corporate governance framework is so solid mm. that it will fit into our raw investment scheme wherever the, the investor is, is based okay. another thing that investors also try to be worried about and they want to also check is i've got to do with the ability of the country assuming the investment is going to central government or it's mm. going to even any country yeah. any company in the country they want to ensure that the credit environment is also good mm. so that's why concerns um there are a lot of concerns around mm. uh, downgrades of the country if Modi mm. said they've downgraded ghana as we saw early part of the year then obviously that also send a kind of um shift waves through mm. the investor communities so these are the things that investors both local and, and and offshore investors will be looking out for before they invest in a particular country but as i said in looking at the metrics it will depend on who is investing is it a local investor or yeah. offshore investor and then the the premium that will be put on these variables will, will differ so just to summarize what you've said there are basically five pointers that investors will look out for before they put their money in the country. You've spoken about political stability, liquidity, yeah. strong corporate governance and transparency, credit risk, and real return. Now, something that's caught my attention, especially is the credit risk element. Now, we do know that Ghana hasn't fared too well with the latest figures that have come from a number of these ratings agencies. I think about two of them have downgraded us. What does that then mean for our outlook on the global stage? Yeah, so I, I think, I think, if you want to if you want to assess and mm. speak to what that means mm. then probably you should be looking at what is happening to our eurobond 
okay. on the on the on the capital market. Mm. Um, we've seen the euro bond um, prices spike. Mm. Uh, currently, if you take the 2026, that's the bond that is maturing in 2026. Mm. It's trading around 20%, 19%, 20%. What that means is that offshore investors see the country to be risky. Okay. And for them to invest in assets that is in Ghana, mm. then they have to ask for more. Okay. You know, I, I did mention about the risk returns. So they, because they see it to be risky, then mm. they want to get more returns to compensate them for the risks that they are taking. I think we can have the pros and cons and debate whether the assessment from uh, Moody's and, mm. and the like yeah. are indeed fair to okay. African countries. Mm. Um, that will be probably a conversation for uh, another, another time. time. But suffice to say that based on those um, downgrades, yeah. we've seen a reaction from um, the global investors in terms of if you look at specifically what is happening to our euro bonds. So this is all time will allow us for this week's edition of the City Business Edition, where we have packaged for you highlights of this week's conversations on the City Business Festival on a series, which was sponsored mainly by APSA Bank with support from MTN Momo and MTN Business, Ghana Investment Promotion Center, GIPC, IT Consortium and Gesal. So if you would like to listen to the full interviews, you can find all of them on our SoundCloud account by searching City 97.3. Well, thank you for tuning in. My name is Michael Obudu. Let's connect on Twitter at M Obudu. Stay safe, stay informed, and it's bye-bye from here. City's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city973, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. And on the wings of Leshego, welcome to kick off the latest from the world of sport. My name is Nathan Kwa. Let's get right into our stories. Let's start off with some athletics and Ghanaian sprinter Benjamin Azamati uh, finished fourth last night on his uh, Wonder Diamond League debut in Oslo. Now the US-based student athlete ran a time of 10.15 seconds to cross to cross the finish line behind Andre de Grasse of Canada, Reese Prescott of the Great Britain, and Akane Simbini of South Africa. Andre de Grasse he won the race in a time of 10.05 seconds. Reese Prescott was second, 10.06 seconds, and Akane Simbini finished third in a time of 10.09. Seconds. The race was part of Azamati's preps for the World Championships and the Commonwealth Games. Those two events will happen in a few months. So he's trying to get ready by competing with the very, very, very best. Uh, talking about competing with the very best, Otoado, he is part of the chosen 32 
to lead teams in the World Cup, which will be played in Qatar later this year. And he's gotten a huge thumbs up from a fellow former footballer, Mohamed Zidane. Uh, Mohamed Zidane played for the Egyptian national team, won the 2008 AFCON here in Ghana. And uh, he was speaking to City Sports and he said he played with Otoado in Germany uh, for Mainz and Hamburg. He says the 47-year-old has the right qualities to coach the Black Stars at the highest level. I'm very honored and I'm very proud of him, of what he developed uh, himself from the player uh, way to the coach way. He's very, uh, very smart person, very dedicated person. He's very, he loves his job. He loves what he does and he's full of uh, vision of the game and uh, and he has the joy in the game. I think and I'm 100% sure he will be a good person for Ghana uh, development uh, national team and the youth players. He, he worked very good and very hard with the youth players, with the young players. I think Otto will do very well and you know Ghana should be very proud of having a person like Otto who have been dedicating all his life to football uh, all his passion in football and uh, I'm sure he will do well From my Egyptian player Mohamed Zidane speaking there let's do some more World Cup news and this time not the impending World Cup, but the one that will be played in four years or so. And yesterday, some of the venues, or essentially all the venues were highlighted yesterday. Mexico City's iconic Azteca Stadium and the Los Angeles Rams' multi-billion dollar SoFi Stadium are among the 16 venues to host games in the 2026 World Cup. Now, it will be the first 48-team World Cup and it will be shared by three different countries 16 venues in usa mexico and canada now it marks the first time three countries are hosting the world cup the azteca will be the first venue to feature in three separate world cups uh, the los angeles's uh, pasadena rose bowl which hosted the world cup final 94 has not been included now all the Devin stadiums in the u.s are home to nfl teams and it will include the new york giants MetLife stadium and the five billion dollar sofi stadium that hosted this year's super bowl both venues are contenders to host the 2026 final but fifa Bosian Infantino says that FIFA is yet to take a decision on which of these grounds will host the 2026 final. If you have three countries hosting a World Cup, choosing a, a place for a final will be a bit of uh, of an issue. But at least one place where we know a final took place was the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. That's where Game 6 of the 2022 NBA Finals went down. The Golden State Warriors went into that game leading 3-2. They needed one more win to get another title and they did. Steph Curry had 34 points. He powered the Golden State Warriors to win 103-90 to and wrap up the series by 4 games to 2. Steph Curry himself was named Finals MVP for the very first time in his career. And let's hear him speak after he helped the Warriors win their fourth championship ring in eight years. Every day that I get to play this game at the highest level with some amazing people. I mean, we do know this is what it's all about, playing for a championship and what we've been through the last three years. The beginning of the season, nobody, nobody thought we'd be here except everybody in this, on this court right now. And it's amazing. Very surreal, though. Very surreal. 2022 NBA Finals MVP Stephen Curry speaking there after he helped the Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics 103-90 to in Boston to wrap up their series by four games. So you can imagine the, the party, the champagne popping, champagne drinking that will be happening in the Warriors camp as they celebrate yet another title, their fourth in eight years. 
years and that's how we end that kickoff for this morning probably brought to you by the share my name is nathan Carr. many many thanks for listening there's more sports on citysportsonline.com we have more sports news for you during the day on radio and on tv and then later today at 7 p.m the crew will gather for the best 90 minutes of your life sports panorama will be live from 7 p.m so catch us then but do enjoy the rest of your day take care stay safe and please keep listening to the city breakfast show This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. See the breakfast show Friday the 17th. We thank God for clever that. Can you imagine that I had washed on um, Tuesday and it was only this morning I could dry the things? Mm, the rainy weather. Can you imagine? Well, there are some things you take for granted. I know. And to realize that, Charlie, even. <laughs> You know, getting sunshine a day of clear weather. The sun is not even out, but at least yeah. you can dry the things. Hmm, the you humidity know, in the air. I'm yeah. telling you. So we are grateful for the opportunity to dry things we washed. <laughs> oh yeah. I guess oh, the yes. forecast these days, the forecast is a bit more reliable. You know, back Actually, in the very, day, very. you really didn't know what you were going to get, I'm but now you you, you, you could you could kind of schedule your washing around. A meteor forecast, you, you know. So, you. Ghana Meteor Agency will tell you, okay, it's going to rain Friday afternoon from 
3 p.m. going. So you know, okay, if I'm going to wash and dry, I've got to do that before midday. But on a more serious note, I think the Meteo Agency has improved. I think so. In terms of their customer service, their... You know, because a lot of people have even stuff on their phones that can give them the weather. Mm-hmm. So for the Meteo to go on Twitter and to deliberately give you a weather forecast for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning to Ghana Meteo. Kudos to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try, try. Uh, maybe let's check what the weather forecast is saying for today. Okay. In the meantime, so many people celebrating their birthdays today. I'm going to run through a few of them before I do a big one on the show today. The month of August is going to be very, very special for Ghanaian businesses. Something really, really groundbreaking is going to happen in that month. And I'm going to be talking to two people. One of them is looking at me some way. <laughs> Alright, so let me bet. I'm enjoying the Matthew story. Sorry. You know, it used to be, good morning, welcome to the weather. Yeah, but it's changed. I know that. think it's technology. I mm-hmm. think it's different technology. But mm-hmm. even even with technology, crap, people still, you know. I listened. Mm-hmm. To, I listened to a lady on Eyewitness News two days ago. I was so impressed. Like she was every question Sandra asked, she was just on point. And I said, wow. Yeah. yeah. You know. But I think it's 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 it, it sounds very encouraging. Oh yes. You know. Um, you know all these meteor weather forecasts. There was yeah. a disaster in 1987, 87. the Michael Fish disaster. <laughs> we call it. Oh really? Oh yeah. What happened? The prediction of a tornado in the United Kingdom. Oh, global issue. Well, UK, mm. if you like, and and it was. Um, you Google it, you see it. It's it's because Michael mm. Fish was the face of weather forecasting, mm. and he said some. There was not an element of forecasting he gave that would know. never happen. So he said, a booby boo. The tornado was coming and everybody prepared for it. Everything swept. <laughs> Ouch. The, the tornado didn't come. I mean, it didn't even scratch the surface. <laughs> and, and, and at the time, they were the only meteor agency using the supercomputer. You know? Oh, so we they actually. about the supercomputer that could occupy spaces from here to circle. Oh, you, you know, what year is this? 1986. 87. 87 was the forecasting disaster. Ouch. A tornado uh, was coming. Oh, <laughs> so apparently... Okay, Literally so, came to pass. Yeah, but here was the thing. So the night of 15th October, mm-hmm. that's when it happened, mm. 18 people died. Oh. Now, apparently, mm-hmm. he, he told people not to worry about the weather. Oh. According to BBC. So he t- <laughs> Oh, really? Charlie. He's like, nothing's going to happen. And it, and it came to pass. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, so he gave them assurances when there was none to be given. I mean, that one actually messed up his career. Was it his fault or technology's fault? No, it was technology, of course. He's still still an MBE. Michael Fish. No, he was a celebrated, celebrated weather forecaster. Yes. Did he get to the the level of Steven Yakote Kwao? Oh, he is in a different category. (laughs) But Michael (laughs) Fish, I love his Mr. Pierre suit. Reverend, please, he's Reverend Steve. And then, you know, the funny thing, when I went to Legon, level two and the statistics, there was a a gentleman called Mula Chachusiami. Yeah. He came to do statistics at Uh Legon. He was also in. Yeah, but they are the mature students. (laughs) So when you see, you say, Good morning, bruh. (laughs) 
introduce you, I mean. I said, I've seen you on TV, say, yes, so what? <laughs> so, why you, you're like, you go, I said, so what? So, we are the mature students. And you know the funny thing? The mature students, eh, they work together. So, yeah. so, so, there was a day, and this is a story somebody told me, said, you know, when, like, they come fresh, they don't really see the school top. So, some day, they came to do some wild mathematics, B. And one of the women said, young man, please help your mother. <laughs> <laughs> like the calculation in so like, please help your mother and he's telling the to you mother you want to just do some small upgrade Chale. why do you go to professor champions you come to my department you're a mature student you're coming to learn in Legon. one of the reasons i never attempted Legon. professor champion mathematics when the man is coming my heart to take Anyway, so let me do a few quick birthdays. Now, Samez is here with Prima because we're launching This Is Ghana. Today, it's a major, major milestone that's going to revamp businesses in a very interesting way. Not to take the win out of their sale. Before I do that, if you're a government worker or private salaried worker ready to go big with your passion, Lesheho has great news for you. Take a new loan between now and August. Receive a cashback reward. Apply for our competitive payroll loans now and get rewarded really big. Visit appforms.leshergo.com or call 0577-699-923. Let's go big together, Lesherho. Let's improve lives. And people are always searching for convenience, a simple and easy way with life. And with Pokua, you get just that. Now, she's the virtual assistant for Star Assurance. Gives you the ability to be anywhere and still buy or renew your motor insurance at any time. From the convenience of your home, office, beach, market, or anywhere in the country, you can reach Pokua. She responds quickly and effectively to your specific needs. She is here to cater to you and to make life much easier. Call 0242-436160 or dial short code star 713 star triple two hash. Star Assurance, your solid partner. And having a generator is no longer a luxury, but a must-have insurance cover for homes, offices, factories, hospitals, etc. With over 28 years' experience, GNJ Technical Services Limited is a 100% indigenous company that has introduced a new dynamism and thinking into the standby power industry in Ghana. Contact us on 0244-170-212. You can also locate GNJ Technical Services Limited on the Kolebu Motri Road and at Asokwa in the Babayara Stadium Road near Kumasi City Mall. GNJ Technical Services Limited, the generator people. You can reserve a Dodoa Hills premium plot located at Dodoa near the Dodoa Fire Service today and enjoy secured gated community living with swag. The premium plots have electricity, shopping center, gym and fitness center, swimming pool, tarred road network, and so much more. Just pay a 5,000 Ghana CDs deposit to reserve your Dodoa Hills plot and spread the balance within one year to own your premium plot today. You can also pay 5% of the total amount to reserve our three and four bedroom executive houses located at North Legon and spread the balance within three years. Call us now on 540 or go to dodoahillsgh.com for further details. Still 12 minutes past the RCD Breakfast Show Friday edition. Send us your views. If you're on the motorway, send us a selfie if you can. From the site of the repair. Send it to WhatsApp 0549986996. That's if you're not late to work. Well, if you um having challenges with your insurance company or you're facing issues such as delays, refusal to pay claims, 
and uh, unauthorized premium deductions. Well, you need to speak to the Ghana Insurance Association. They've set up a complaints and management advice bureau to settle all these issues and more. You can reach out to them by dialing star 800-442-HASH or call their number 0800-442-000 or send them a WhatsApp message on 0552-559-698. You can send them an email complaints at ghanainsurance.org.gh. Now, Father's Day is almost here. Let's come around and show our loving dads how much we care. Now, you can uh, be part of the program that's happening at Pujasi Valley Resorts. Mm. His Excellency, former President John Ajikun Kufa, will be there. He'll be giving us a few tips and pointers. And there'll be nice food as well. Uh, wild, a wide uh, mm. and interesting selection of delicacies on the buffet table at the Sycamore Hall mm-hmm. for only 300 CDs per head. You can call Pujasi Valley Resorts on 540 5 or 540 Five 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 four, or get to them on social at Pediasi Valley Resort, and it's uh, brought to you by Caveman Watches, Silver Haircut, Mr. R2G, Tev Gandor, and Accra Brewery Limited. So we'll actually be on the show later this morning, but let me say good morning to Fema and to Sam. Fema, I do know me is head of events. Fema, good to have you. Good morning, Bernard. You're supposed to be on television. Well, I am on television. All right, and you're still here as well. <laughs> so I'll go back. Fantastic, Sorry. and Sam is also here today. We're talking about this is Ghana. Yeah. What is what is this is Ghana, if that's the correct English to say? Yes, yeah. So, um, I mean, as the name suggests, you mm-hmm. know, when you hear Ghana, it means that everything that mm-hmm. represents who we are mm-hmm. as a people. Okay. So, um, but in this context, mm-hmm. this is Ghana is um, an expo, mm-hmm. an exhibition. You know, so it is. I mean, I dare say that this is Ghana Expo is the biggest um, trade fair and exhibition, and this is for local SMEs, startups, homegrown businesses, and indigenous corporate bodies. So it's a trade fair. It's a trade fair of indigenous businesses or businesses based here. Yes. Of yeah. many sizes. Of many Starting sizes. from the very small. Absolutely. To the ones that are a bit big. Exactly. Now, usually when we talk about made in Ghana mm-hmm. products, mm-hmm. people would easily look at um, the fabrics, you know, tie and dye. Mm-hmm. Um, some kind <laughs> Mama, of cereals, Jida has been packaged. And and, you know, but we are bigger than that. You know, Ghana has so much more to offer than just food and what we are wearing. Mm-hmm. So we are given that platform. To show to, what really is you know, Ghana. People who give us services. Okay. You know, so there are indigenous um, Ghanaian banks. Okay. We have, uh, okay. you know, so we, you. we are talking about... So it's about not about just doing small artifacts. Exactly. And so it's not like people are doing <laughs> big... Shit all, uh, and those things are important too. Yeah, let's, not, let's, not, yeah, let's not kill Those them. are important no, too. They're all made in Ghana. But you're saying that it's not just... It's not just that. Not just the non-traditional not just the non-traditional exports. Exactly. Not just the non-traditional exports. So this Ghana is trying to show case all that is Ghana from a production point of view you know we, we, exactly so we say that mm-hmm. um, Ghanaians are hospitable people uh-huh. how well are we packaging that you know mm-hmm. as a product to mm-hmm. sell to the world all right. so this is what we are talking about so um, we are looking at services mm-hmm. we, Ghanaians are doing awesome in real estate okay how are they showcasing oh, what so they are doing oh, wow yeah so that's why um, Cork, so the shetwa is very important, you know. Likewise, you know, the the, 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 the real estate (laughs) sector as well. So we are looking at these things. We are looking at food processing. In fact, we are looking at education. Look at all the amazing, you know, things that young people are doing, institutions are doing, and we don't see these things. Once in a while, you hear um, a university has been able to, 
make this machine or all that. This but order. how are we putting these things across? Sometimes mm. when you're looking for something, you feel mm. you can't get this in Ghana. But they are all here. Just that we do not show the world what we can do and, in fact, what we are doing. So this is what This Is Ghana Expo is about. So we wow. are telling our Ghanaian story. So products, services, different skills and sizes. Exactly. Not just like a small SME clinic. They will also be there, but it's more than that. So research and innovations. I mean, all these things. Oh, agriculture. Okay. I mean, okay. Yes. Okay. So, so you're talking even CSIR. You're talking exactly. institutions that are adding to knowledge. Yes. So you're showing the many dimensions of Ghana. Absolutely. At one venue. Exactly. So you call it a fair. A fair. I get it now. So I was in the Volta Fair. So a fair usually can even exhibit some of their inventions. Mm. Yes. So like they had this new tractor they did. Mm. So they, when I went to the Volta Fair, there was the whole, whole technical university. Mm-hmm. Their stand had some of the agricultural things they had created, mm. which they were now using to help make agriculture more productive. Mm. So is that the kind of thing you're talking about? That's what we're talking about. Okay. We shouldn't forget automobile industry mm. as well. Mm. We are doing mm. all these things and it is being done in, in Ghana. Ghana. So I get how you. do we showcase? How do Showcasing we tell our story? Ghana's production of many things. Exactly. This is happening in August. Can you add a few, a few more highlights to this? So I thought it was just a small fair of goods. No. <laughs> it's, that's not what it is. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yeah>, DC? <laughs> no, they, 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 they called him last week. <laughs> I think he was so angry. No. <laughs> Did you hear that voice? Oh God! Mm. Are you in Ghana? Is it your people are looking Ghana. for you? Is it they are looking for me? Oh yes, 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 yes. I did. Tell them I'm dead. Yes, 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 yes. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. So, so, um, so, Prima has stated what it is. Mm-hmm. Let me also start by stating what it is not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it is not going to buy package something from Abrotre and coming to give it a made in Ghana and then deceiving people. Mm. Mm. It's not the fact that, oh, is it me to Ghanaian? Mm. No, that's not it. Mm. We are saying that mm. this country is using hard-earned dollar to buy products and services from other countries, thereby giving them jobs at the expense of our locals. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about products, services that we can, we have the capacity to also produce. And indeed, we do have. But at times, the outlets to give them exposure, the platforms to give them exposure and create proper awareness is what they lack. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the platform for that. We are talking about FMCGs. Mm-hmm. We are talking about services. We mm-hmm. are talking about real estate. We are talking about food processing, education, research and innovation, agribusiness, joinery. And, and I'm joinery, joinery, I like joinery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, woodwork and metal, okay. you know. I mean, amazing, amazing jobs that people are doing. Mm. But, you know, the cost of promotion of local businesses Mm. is also something that limits people. Mm -hmm. So we are saying, now, okay, this is the one-stop shop for all these things. Mm -hmm. You are in the automobile um, industry. And I want to talk about automobile. I mean, how many Ghanaian companies assemble cars anyway? But we are saying that there is those who assemble and those who provide accessories mm. to support the automobile industries, those mm. who create bolts and nuts in Ghana, you know, all these things, um, all the local products. Are, so this is 27th and 28th of August. Of August. So when you say it's a fair, is it? So there's, it's not like a seminar. 
it's like an exhibition. There will be workshops. Oh, okay. There will be clinics and workshops okay. as Around part it. of this whole program. Mm -hmm. um, so you are, you, like you said, you are, you are having the, the various institutes um, mm -hmm. of the CSIR. Mm -hmm. So you are talking about industrial research. Uh -huh. Okay. Now, if you, if, you, if, you, if you take industrial research alone, mm -hmm. you can have a whole list of items and services that they, they offer and create that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. Take food research. Mm. That's that's even wider, mm -hmm. you know. They are doing all sorts of things, and yet when you go into a supermarket, you see competition, mm. less quality, mm. and we buy. Mm. So all we are saying is that let's put all of them together and use our medium mm. radio, TV, online to give them that. So it's a two-day. It's a two-day event. Fair. So I, I I call it an a fair, not an expo. It's a fair. It's a fair. It's a fair. Fair expo. Exhibition. Trade clinics. And you call it this is Ghana. This, this is, is Ghana. Ghana. So what type of organization can register? So if I'm listening, because, you know, I'm asking because somebody just sent me a message and said, Bernard, please, we are food vendors. Can we come and give the <laughs> people food there? No, no, no. no. We, so, see, we, so are not, we are not going into the food thing area. yet. No, okay. If you have locally packaged foods, mm -hmm. branded, that you want, to, you want to exhibit, that's fine. Mm, that's so fine. it's exhibition yes, of the package, yeah. not to sell it for people to eat per se. Well, I mean, they can still come and buy. Gathering, yes, there will be something like that. But what I'm saying that the focus is not on come and sell what you did. That's not uh, the so the focus is come and exhibit what you are what doing. You are doing so the value you are adding and whether you're exporting it or whether you are selling it in you know. Okay. So that's where. We so are. let me rep the person Bernard. We still need vendors at the Ghana. So you are the vendor, not come and sell food, but you are exhibiting what you are so, doing. So, so I think that mm -hmm. we have to be sure of exactly what we are doing. So mm -hmm. there's a big difference between back to your village food bazaar mm -hmm. and this is Ghana. Ghana. So back to your village food bazaar, that is where you can bring in your wache and shito. We are buying and we are eating De. here. But if on the other side, you are the one who supplies, for instance, the wache people, mm. the rice that they cook uh -huh. so you have your rice package you are not your the one branded rice you can so you are your exhibiting rice. your products exactly. and its difference in yes. that sector because we are not cooking there we are not eating there but we mm. can take whatever you have mm. package well branded and we take it home which means that there will be sectors oh yes, yes. So there's yes. going to yes. be from the list that i just gave yeah. you yes so be. there will be research institutions there will be educational institutions but there will be manufacturing yeah manufacturing, then there will be services, food and agriculture exactly. i see yes. so this is huge very and very huge. what type of uh, registration is required do i need to just call how do i for now listening what do i for do for now you call a number mm -hmm. uh, to register your interest mm -hmm. um so which number is um 0205 mm -hmm. Can you repeat the number? Zero two zero five nine seven three nine seven three. Now all, all you have to do is just remember the zero two zero five mm -hmm. and then add nine seven three frequency to twice. it. So when you register to express your interest, then you'll be giving details about how exactly. to prepare, what and what to bring for your So you stand. let us know what you are coming to do, what you are bringing, which mm -hmm. sector you fall under, mm -hmm. how huge what you are bringing is. Mm -hmm. I mean, this will help us um, in allocating space for you and also everything that you will need mm -hmm. to make sure that you are able to showcase properly mm -hmm. what you do. And this is a two-day, whole-day event. Yes. Yes. I see. yes. So some of the workshops will also uh, look at uh, branding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, branding mm -hmm. of locally manufactured products it's important. and services. Because mm. well, that's um, labeling, branding, and all these things, packaging, and some of the banks will also be there 
to look at um, access to finance, uh, finance for uh, small-scale businesses and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole package that's, that is tailored to mm. meet the needs. Of so people. 27th is a Saturday, yeah. and then 28th is a Sunday. That's correct. And this is where is this happening? At the forecourt of AMA. At the forecourt of AMA. Wow. So that's a large exhibition ground, and it's the whole day. Yes, the whole day. So from 10-ish to like 5 p.m., yeah. I see. So 27th and 28th, Saturday, Sunday, AMA forecourt. Call the number to register. Express your interest. There will be a lot more information about this in relation to how to get on board. And the main one was held in 2019. Yes. Yeah. But this is much bigger. Yeah. Yes, this is much yes, bigger. Yes, I was going to ask how this connects to the scheme of things. We do so many things at City. So where is this one fitting into? Is it under any umbrella again? <laughs> well, it's it's just still within the theme of pushing the Ghana agenda. So, I mean, for us, anything that brings value to this country, mm-hmm. the, the only country where we are not called strangers, mm. is something that True. we should do. And, and uh, regardless of whose policy and whose whatever... We want Ghana to work, and in our space, we'll make sure we do what it takes. Mm. I like the idea. We'll talk again. Thank you, Samens. Thank you, Frema. This is Ghana. It's happening on the 27th and 28th. Call 0205-973-973 to register to showcase what you have for Ghana. To showcase what you have for Ghana. You may be producing some vegetables organically in a large farm in the Asutuari area Mm -hmm. and you've given them a nice package and you want to show that Mm -hmm. this is how your food can be differentiated or you're adding value to chocolate and you feel that this chocolate product is going to rule. Give us a call to register. You're producing shoes. You feel that these shoes are the best things that happen since sliced bread. Let's hear from you. Or you're producing artifacts. Nothing wrong with coming to exhibit your clothes. You're a fashion designer. You want to show that level of new uh, releases you have. Let's hear from you. Produce content for education, for yes. example. Yes. So you have mm-hmm. a very content integrated education. educational Cartoons, system. Cartoons, animation. You want to exhibit that. We have a desk Gadgets, for you. I'm yeah. telling you. I, I can see um, even schools. Mm-hmm. Yes. Schools coming in because elsewhere, when there are such fairs, you have universities also showing up. Mm-hmm. Because it's an offer. I'll tell you something. Yeah. You know, because I was Volta ambassador, I went for the Volta fair and yeah. they had a similar exhibition. The, the places I went that I was interested most were the universities. Mm-hmm. They came up with, and whole Technical had, they even had a thing they'd done. Some people had used cashew to make wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had produced, and this was from research. And then they had these combined harvesters that were fitted for certain types of farmers. And they had invented uh, fufu machines, cornmeal yeah, machines. All of that. And then they had produced products from their farms and also brought. Yes. So there's the machines and then the products from the farm. Huge exhibition. Yeah. And then there was a couple of car companies there. Yeah. There was a guy who was doing, I've interviewed Maflix Trust. He was doing uh, sweet uh, potatoes. He was doing green uh, greenhouse yeah. cucumbers and things. And there are I'm, many more of these no, amazing the, out there. The other dimension of um, This Is Ghana is that mm. it will be mostly on TV at mm. the same time. Okay. So you get to see, you know, so yes, on the ground we are there, but on City TV, you can also watch and participate, mm-hmm. whether you are in Accra, wherever you find yourself. Mm. So that's the other dimension that this... So it means if you are on, you are going to be showing cool. your products. If you get to exhibit, that's the, that's the entire country at least. I'm telling you. Watch it. Yeah. I'm telling you. 
so call 0205 just say you want to register your interest in this is ghana we will write your name we'll contact you it's we've given you the whole of july the whole of august is 27th and 28th yes. so you have two whole months to plan so even if you have your own brand because the way i see you have your own brand i do yeah. um you know my, yeah. i have my own brand of, i know of i know clothing which yes. we do use made in ghana fabric discriminating tie-dye we we, we we the slim tins. you the you the slim and sexy ones <laughs> you have so many options you say we, you, you say you do it for the you say you somewhere to be he says he says the closest for for those of us who are well endowed thank you <laughs> Who are blessed by nature. I tell you. Whose genetics <laughs> lean yes. towards the plus you rather than the minus. Over the spec. <laughs> Over the last 20 years, Ashesi has been educating ethical entrepreneurial leaders through high-impact experiential education. The university is now recognized as one of Africa's best with the bold vision to raise the bar for higher education on the continent. Our graduates are considered among the world's best and receive job offers, start up, they start businesses and go to graduate school within six months of graduation. As we celebrate our 20 years of impact, go to ashesi.edu.gh. 20 years of educating ethical and entrepreneurial leaders in Africa. Remember, admissions are ongoing. Well, here's a product that I think would be good for the ma- This Is Ghana Fair. Tell me. Miss Cookie Spices. Oh, now, you know what they've Lord. done? Oh, they have 100% natural ingredients. They've yeah. been carefully selected, peeled, and blended into perfect mixes. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're in single-use packs. Mm-hmm. So instead of having to maybe just go and buy a whole bunch of garlic, a whole bunch of onion, chop these All you do, you go into your freezer, mm-hmm. you take one pack out... And that is enough for what you're going to cook. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's convenient. No artificial flavors and chemicals. Yeah. Beautifully packaged. Yeah. Just use it. Take it from your freezer. Cook with it. You yeah. can call 0200-365-997. Delivery mm-hmm. is free. Mm-hmm. You can also locate Miss Cookie opposite the Absa Bank at American House or mm-hmm. on Facebook and Instagram. And if you are into health services, so you provide health services, whether it's health insurance or you have a, mm. a, a model of health care that is unique in terms of the services you offer, whether it's high end or low end, you can come and exhibit. Because this is really for people to see what's possible. Yeah. And there are so many businesses that don't do regular advertisement. But if you're able to come for This Is Ghana, it's like two days where you will definitely have your time on air. Mm-hmm. People are going to see, we're going to drive a lot of traffic there. And you see, we always talk about, oh, Ghana, let's help Ghana. We need to use media to give people the chance to see what's happening mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. It's not just always talking about Charlie, things do they be. Sometimes you have to say, look, there are guys doing some great things. Showcase what they're doing so others can get encouraged, so people can do business with them. So that's one of the things we're doing with This Is Ghana. I look forward to this. Yeah. 27th and 28th, AMA Forecourt. I can't wait. All right. You know what else is coming? Tell me about it. Father's Day. Is it? All of you wonderful fathers out there. Is it? Yes, this Sunday is your day. Batik. Your day. Is that day? What are you buying for us? Oh, we we are treating you to whatever you want. We'll take you to eat. We'll get you some nice fabric. Yeah. You know what I want? Bring the league season early. Ah. I want the football. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, guys, move move beyond football. And what is this? Father's Day, something special. We can acknowledge you. Uh, you I know. know. I know. I'm saying, but you're asking what I want. I'm saying, bring the football. We want, early. We want See, a when we don't we celebrate you, you talk. <laughs> when we, we, we celebrate want, you, you talk. We want a bigger screen. That one, one yeah, I can, I can understand. Yeah, one of the biggest screens. Men, their yeah. football, their TV, they're happy. Anyway, it's very easy to please men, I think. Yeah. You're not too complicated. Yeah. So what are you promising this morning? Well, 
on Father's Day, yeah. GTP has something for all the fathers. Now, how do you guys pronounce this? That prestigious fabric from GTP. Dumas. Do you say Dumas or Dumas? Dumas. Dumas. Some people say Dumas. Justin Some say Dumas. Justin Dumas. Mm. Dumas. Dumas. So the S is if you're doing the French pronunciation, the S is silent. We, we are basic people. Dumas. <laughs> Anyway, GTP Dumas fabric or uh-huh. Dumas fabric is the uh-huh. perfect gift for Father's Day this year. Yep. You can pick from six distinct designs. It's an embodiment of creative thoughtfulness. This will appeal to and excite your man of many desires. So choose the new Dumas collection as a Father's Day gift. And I can assure you, you'll be glad you did. You can order by contacting 0509-940-949. And you'll get a fitting Dumas piece delivered to your doorstep. So go on, order your Dumas fabric from GTP today and you'll get a big hug from that man in your life. It's 8.32. Let's bring you your money. A Friday edition. This week was quite interesting. You had all kinds I know. of tips for us. You can give me some if highlights. I can even remember all of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before you do that, it's brought to us by CBG. We stand with you. Okay. A lot of the, the, the tips were not really money, money, money centered, related but to related to running a business, things yes. you should think about. You should get people who will be with you even when you are in Trotro, not just one. when you're in a limousine, I right? I think that was Oprah Winfrey yes. who talked about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we had tips like that yeah. um, about your, your, the, the kind of bank you bank with what you do with your money when you yeah. get it. Just the mindset you have toward money. And of course, <clears throat> arigato your money. Say thank you when you spend it. Bernard doesn't like that tip, but I'm telling you, it works, Bernard. When you, <laughs> the next time you spend money, you pay for something or you give someone money, arigato. say thank you to the money. Yeah, say arigato. Or you, you can say apa if you want. Akba. Or uh, Nathan can say, oh, you are don mm-hmm. You know, or Abeku can say, medasi. Yeah. You just say thank you to the money for being spent. Say merci. Merci beaucoup. Yeah, obrigado. Arigato. What's obrigado? Grazie. That is Portuguese. Portuguese. Thank you. Thank you. And Spanish is what? Gracias. 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 <laughs> and Italian, Italian is grazie. Grazie. Mille grazie. Oh, so Italian and Portuguese are like brothers. Spanish. Spanish. So Spanish, Italian, and Portuguese are like cousins. This it's like two and fancy. <laughs> is it that close? A lot of these Romance languages yes. have uh, yes. so they have a common They are Latinate. Yes. Mm. Yeah. The Latinate <laughs> voluptuousness <laughs> and, and the, the garlic laziness. <laughs> Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS.
though you not for sale, but I don't buy it cheap. Too stormy for your sale, come on, buy my ship. My fear is that you fear that I'm just a wimp. But your fear, it don't be fear, cause I just shot my pimp. In the leg, that's the reason why I walk with a limp I limp across the world, searching for peace You know I'm not a dim So when I saw you, girl, I saw a piece of you And I'm a king, now come here to pour you This is the City Breakfast Show The City's Biggest Conversation Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show On Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 With the hashtag CityCBS This is the City Breakfast Show The City's Biggest Conversation coming in and um, happy birthday to Gerald Sora coming in from Samens and all the family God bless you enjoy the day happy birthday to Hilda Ashi of Fair Wages and Salaries Commission may your infectious dynamism bring positive transformation to all around you we love and value you for management and staff of the team for being the sweetest mom in the world we wish you God's blessings and happiness beyond your wildest dream have a wonderful 78th, Madam Sylvia Naja Kwakupom. I love you to the moon and back from your boys, Wilfred Nene Adiko, James Tete. So Wilfred is with MTN, James is with Nokia, and Leslie is with the Parliamentary Service. Happy birthday to my husband and ultimate breadwinner, 
Kofi Bwafo Baini of CBG Kwabenya Branch. I love you from now, Jele. And happy birthday in advance to Mabel Orakatete of the Commission for TVET. Tomorrow is your birthday. We wish you God's blessings and more grace to do exploits from Joseph Ajin Orakatete, your husband, and your kids Nadromo Dede, Nadromo Tete, and Nishida Tete. Lovely names, lovely names. Just Happy birthday to Senior Minister God sent Sylvania Kwe, aka Gasque, District Pastor Community, 11 Tema District of the Apostolic Church from Samote Adano, photojournalist with graphic. And on behalf of the church, we wish you success and good health. Have a blissful retirement on 26 June and an advanced Father's Day. A long one. The man we call dad. Actually, no, this is a poem. What is happening to me? Better. Please give my niece a big pre-birthday shout out. Her birthday is tomorrow, the 18th of June. But she insists you and the team give her a shout. She is Nanikia Opong, aka Queen Elizabeth. She'll be 14 tomorrow. Coming from mommy. And Queen, what you doing is mommy send this message two days in advance and she sent it again it says dude you gotta remember queen elizabeth's birthday please don't forget she'll be 14. do you remember when you were 14. when i was in 14 i was in holy child form one i was in form two form yeah, yeah. i was, for, holy I was in holy child, child. Ah, that's when you were laurentia <laughs> <laughs> you know Funny thing, I remember my sister, my sister Rita is going to be, her birthday is tomorrow, Rita. Oh. And I remember when she was in, uh, when we were in JSS, mm-hmm. she wanted to change her name. Really? <laughs> yeah, so she said she wanted the name Susanna. Hey. <laughs> From, I don't know where she got that name. You know, there's this, there's this thing you women, girls go through. There was a period that Charlie preferred the Susanna name. Yeah. So there was a time we were adding it to her name. But they said, Charlie, it's not your birthday. It's, it's up and down. I said, Charlie, Master Rita, now mm. Neko. Happy birthday in advance to you. Tomorrow is your birthday. The name, Susanna name didn't catch. <laughs> it couldn't stick. <laughs> did you have a name you wanted that day? Did you, I did. What name was it? Vanessa. <laughs> you know, mine was, there was a reason. You know, why, was it because we were doing some show? You know, there was a show. No, it was because my favorite show growing up was The Cosby Show. And my Cosby. favorite character was Vanessa Cosby. That's what I'm Vanessa going to say. Huxtable. Yes, sorry. So there's always So this. I just loved her character. So I thought I would love... And I, so I loved her name. And you didn't like the... Uh, what's, what's your, your original Laurentia. Laurentia. You know, Laurentia. But I always used Kokui. Although there are a few people who, who know, if they know me as Laurentia, that means they know me from, from like South Ladies. But how come, so when did you stop Laurentia? When did you, when did you place an injunction? But not when, <laughs> no, she placed an injunction on the name. Oh, this is actually, the name when I went to do my affidavit it, after I Laurentia got married, has been. I boy, boy, So you put that's my, like, well, my baptismal name. certificate is but there. Why don't you like Laurentia? I don't do oh, I at look, the time. Do I look like a Laurentia? Oh, <laughs> you clearly didn't like no, the name. Kukui is me. It's I know. Me. But Kukui. Kukui is your family name by Kukui is by my clan your name. Your clan name. So first so girl because is Kukui. I'm the first daughter, Kukui, yes. Kukui Abui and that thing. That's the huh? So you are Kukui? I'm Kukui. But Laurentia is not bad. No, no, that is bad. You dropped it. I told you the story behind Laurentia. I tell you. Hey, Charlie, my grandfather was stuck, <laughs> man. He was like, give her the name. 
There's a whole family meeting and like politics. So father wants this, but hey, Lawrence, my father was very like Ghana pro Ghana. He did not want any European name yes. for any of us. Yes, and then your grandfather's here. Yes, because when I was born, he wasn't here. Then so your grandfather, so my grandfather <laughs> slipped in. Catholic ever man, he can't quite. Oh, but I want a Christian bear. And they'll, they'll, oh, small, small. They'll pick it from the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you've not been a cat girl for you, understand. Before, uh, before you are born, your name, if you born, they'll open the calendar and give you the name. <laughs> and I thought, he had options too. Uh, it was like Anne-Marie, uh, yes. Victoria, because my dad was Victor. Yeah. My dad was also Lawrence, actually. So I think so your my grandfather said, okay, Lawrence, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He was my Victor name Lawrence. was from the calendar. Yeah, yours is like Pepe. Bernardino. If you are born in 20th May or 20th August, your name will be be mm. some one combination of Bernardino one of those, of those things. Yeah, So happy birthday to <laughs> <laughs> my sister. The Susanna name Charlie we try I know work. It didn't come. Yeah, so Rita. Oh. Uh, with MFA, Charlie, enjoy. Eh? MFA. MFA. Actually, my sister is also MFA. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, she's MFA Abui. Okay. And what's your ever name? So I'm Kokui Ami because I'm Saturday. Ami. And then Mawena. Proper names, so. I have serious, have serious challenge. I mean, my way now, it's who speaks gun, and then you <laughs> and you drop the Laurentia. So, no, so, so, you don't have Laurentia in your name anymore. No, so according, according not, to my your legal affidavit, you are Kokui Ami. Yes, Mawena. no, Mawena is also off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you rebel. <laughs> Are you sure if your mother is listening to this, she'll be happy with you? <laughs> I just wanted to simplify it because my name was getting quite long. Yes, it was I like added, a whole. I Hans- Hansen too, but I kept Salome. So it's Salome Hansen, mm, but it's not hyphenated. Like I kept it as a. Oh, so it's it's part of. So you are Kukui mm. Salome Hansen. Kukui Ami. Salome oh, you kept Ami Hansen. Yeah. Saturday born. Right, I kept bad. the ones that were by default. Yeah, that one you can't. I was born on Saturday. I'm the first daughter. That one I can't change. So Charlie, Lorenza, and why we not Charlie? <laughs> Help wish my son Cyril Jaden Carr a happy birthday. He's eight years old today. May the good Lord show his blessings or shower his blessings upon him. We wish him all the best in life. This is from your parents. Yes, indeed. Is a remix or what? Yes, it's uh, Will Smith's uh, cover. Will Smith, okay. Wanted to okay. Let me let me take you to the motorway. This is Kwesi Mwakwata who this morning mm-hmm. had the pleasure mm-hmm. of opening mm-hmm. the part of the motorway that had been closed to traffic. Six o'clock sharp. Mm-hmm. He was there. He was marching on the road, Charlie. So he says, "I have the imprimatur <laughs> to declare the portion of the Accra motorway." Eternally open. Bernard, okay. Yes. Can I be a bit mischievous here? Or maybe not mischievous, but let yeah. me ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> if they do fix like some small bridge yes. in like UK, US, do they do ceremony to open well, it? It's because of the noise we made here. And also because this motorway, <laughs> you see, this one, something came to mind when they were doing the show. I said, uh-huh. Ghana is a very small country. Mm. Because you're right. In most countries, this is like a county thing. This is like, um, yeah, it's not that big. But see, Ghana... The Akrata motorway is like the main artery. Yeah. If the Akrata motorway is blocked for one week, it's chaos. Your port yes. is not going to work. So, it, it's not... Even though it's just a small part of a road... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think about our show. We spent three days discussing the motorway. Yes, because of the inconvenience. That's my it, point. It, if it wasn't that important, we wouldn't... For a primetime show to be discussing the motorway for three days... 
Yeah, it's big. Just I'm so so I, we shouldn't look at it like oh some small bridge we has been fixed. No, no, not that. But, but that means it. that when they do the proper expansion five oh, days, oh, now we have to we have to holiday. Okay, we have to okay. Yeah, yeah. If they do, if they do the if they do the ten lane, if we are still alive by the time they do it. We will tell it. We will do. We will do a party. We will do a jams on the, ah, my brother. Five lane dual carriageway in and out. My brother, it's going to be powerful. Yeah. Sure. So here, quarter, officially declaring the motorway open and also giving some points. We will not risk the lives of any Ghanaian. You see the 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 the, the heavy truck ahead. Okay, is there and is positioned there strategically. You know the the uh, uh, national safety authority um, road safety authority vehicle. Uh, it will pass over the 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 bridge. Okay, and it's a very heavy truck. This is done being done strategically to to give assurance to the other vehicles that will be following that. Everything has been done, it has been tested, it has achieved the necessary strength, and it has been testified by the excellent engineers in my ministry. Okay? And they and, and, and they, they have okayed it. That's why we are opening it to the public. Otherwise, we wouldn't have op opened it, because we do not want to risk the life of any Ghanaian. Okay? As for patcho, patching, uh, you have to be careful. Huh? As for patcho, patching you know it forms part of uh, our routine maintenance program so it has been ongoing all all the time so you can see that you know many part, uh, portals from the motorway you know have been patched and it continues you know despite the the uh, problem the emergency problem that we we had here as, as, as for portal patching it's a routine ma maintenance program. But why do you, you normally use bitumen for the pattern instead? Well, uh, uh, from the engineering point of view, you know, if there is a pothole, you know, it's, it's not wrong, you know, for the right uh, bitumen, you know, and it's an asphaltic bitumen to be used. You know, from engineering point of view, the the the, the thing is is also appropriate. Since it doesn't last. It's, it's able to bond well with the uh, concrete. It doesn't last. Well, I mean, the portholes that have been patched on the motorway are, are as good as. Uh, uh, Anything and it lasts, and I mean, so I don't know what, what you are saying that it does that because the fact that you see another portal somewhere doesn't mean that those parts uh, are not lasting. But you, but you know, the the uh, shelf life, if I should put it that way, for the motorway, you know, uh, was supposed to be 50 years, and the motorway was constructed in the mid 60s, it had gone beyond even 60 years. Okay, so it has, you know, gone past its uh, uh, design life. So it's giving way at so many places. That is why the motorway is going to be uh, reconstructed very, very soon. Honorable, okay. looking at the congestion we experience across the city during the 
repair works here. Are there any lessons we've learned going forward in, in the event we start the reconstruction of the stretch? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you know, even during the, the emergency repair works, you know, public announcements were made to sensitize the public and uh, diversions and alternative routes were used. You know, when it even became critical, you know, I gave a directive that the ongoing roadworks, the dualization of the beach road, you know, those paths uh, uh, and the stretches that have been completed should be open to the public. You know, and they did exactly that. You know, all uh, that arrangements were meant to to absorb you know, some of the uh, excess traffic from the motorway. So part of the traffic, you know, was diverted on that side. So if we decide to undertake the major reconstruction of the motorway, yes, we are going to have that arrangement. The public will, will be educated and the public will be informed you know, far you know, ahead in, in advance of what alternative rules to be used. So we are working on that. It has gotten the necessary strength you know, for every vehicle to pass over. So the national fanfare over the motorway is over. One week of discussion, one week of complaints. And they, you know what I found interesting? They they literally got there at 6 a.m. They sort of asked everybody to stop and then they declared it open. <laughs> <laughs> so they declared it open, you know. I mean, Charlie, as they say, you thank God for small messes. So if you've been able to fix it in one week, Charlie, you have to rejoice. So. And as I was saying, look, on a more serious note, if the motorway is blocked for one week, I think Accra, in a sense, comes to a standstill. Mm. Or half of Accra. If, if, for example, you close the two main entries of the motorway for a week, think about the lost productivity. Think of the ports and the beach road being in a state that it is in. There will be absolute chaos in town. Mm. So I, I, I think the N1, starting from Tema and probably to Weja, is the main artery of Accra. Mm. Right? So from Tema Motorway, you cross over to the George Walker Bush Highway all the way to the Bowie side. If that road is not working, you can't, it's, it's like, you can't do anything. Because if you're coming from Kumasi, you cross that road at um, Achimota mm -hmm. before you get into town. You know, so let's see how it goes. I'm just not optimistic about the expansion of the motor because, you know, I've been on this show a few years. We've been talking about this since Fifiquete was Minister for Transport. Do you know how long ago that is? Isn't that 2015 or something? Fifi Kwete became Minister of Transport. Yeah. 20, yeah, that's when we started. Look, we started doing serious advocacy on the motorway in 2014, right? And then we spoke to Fifi Kwete about the motorway expansion project. We interviewed all road ministers since his time on the because there had been a project that was supposed to expand the motorway. Then they re, re, they sort of uh, re, reneged on that and did some other work. So they've announced again they're going to re, uh, expand the motorway. We pray it goes well, and we pray it happens on time. He said it again today, that we're going to make the motorway a 10-lane dual carriage. So five going, five coming. Let's hope they have enough reservation to do it. Because do you think they have enough reservation? 
to do a ten five five going five coming. Yeah, we, we they have, have enough. Yeah. We have reservations. There's certain places they may have to demolish some buildings, but, but it's, it's not that much. Largely, we, we we have a lot of space. So five going five coming. Yes, with interchanges at the Shaiman overpass, the Teshi. But have they said to us how long is going to, how many years the project will take? Um, when I checked the company that's. Um, we mentioned that's going to be the company to construct. When I checked their annual report, they said they were going to finish this in twenty by twenty twenty five. Okay, so when it's uh, so it means the starting twenty four twenty twenty five. So it's three years project. Mm. But then again, they didn't state the starting time. So mm. maybe as at then in their planning mm-hmm. for so it probably the, could take longer. Yeah. So the ministry, they said we were going to parliament with this project, right? So mm-hmm. maybe when it goes to parliament, you get the final details as mm. to costs, timelines. Mm. And okay. We'll be in the meantime, a few quick announcements for you. <clears throat> yeah, are you doing business in Ghana or seeking to invest in Ghana? And are you looking for that valuable market intel to foster the growth of your business? Then talk to the GIPC for accurate info and everything else you will need. Call them on zero three zero two six six five one two five two nine. You can find them at Vivo Place in cantonments. You can also reach them gipc.gov.gh at GIPC Ghana on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and on YouTube. Let's continue to grow in Ghana and go with Ghana. And do you know that by updating your bank account records with your Ghana card, you're not only ensuring that all your financial transactions are linked to one identity, but you're also helping to ensure the safety of the financial system. So from the 1st of July, 2022, the Ghana card will be the only ID card accepted in undertaking transactions at all banks in the country. Update your bank account records at your respective banks today. Your card is your guard. Again, do it before the 1st of July. This message is brought to you by the Ghana Association of Banks. And are you down with a cold or cough or are you looking to boost your general wellness or improve your sexual health? And do you have difficulty getting your prescription filled? Muti is your trusted low price provider of quality prescribed and over-the-counter medicines. Our trained team of healthcare professionals are ready to answer any questions about your health. Go to mymuti.com or call us from Monday to Saturday on 055-813-4375 from 9am to 5pm. We deliver for free in Accra or Kumasi. You can also reference City FM when you're calling and get a 10% discount on cold and flu prescription and on sexual health supplements. Call Muti now. Now, Ghana Pay is here, and with the all-new Ghana Pay mobile money service, you can send and receive money at zero transaction fees, pay bills, buy airtime data, transfer money to and from your bank accounts, and a lot more. You can download the Ghana app, uh, Ghana Pay app from the Play Store or the App Store. You can also register by dialing star 707 hash and visiting any branch of your selected bank to activate your wallet. Ghana Pay, your money, your way. And when you buy anything, it has to be the very best. Diamond 42.5R grade cement is the highest quality cement on the Ghanaian market. Since the year 2000, Diamond has put smiles on the faces of homeowners, block makers, and supported numerous construction projects with their high quality brand, which is rated green by the Environmental Protection Agency. If you wish to buy Diamond cement, deal with the company directly. Call 0244-313-368. Diamond cement, still as hard as a diamond. Few more birthdays coming through. Happy birthday to my lovely wife, Mercy Aka. Enjoy this day, my love. We love you dearly from your husband, Justice Aka, and the kids, Efiba and Kwame. Wish Fifinete, administrator of the Ghana International Press Center, 
and the New Town Methodist Church a happy birthday. We pray for God's blessings, good health, wealth, and good news for him. We wish him a great year from his sisters Nasaku and Nanoko and his parents Stako and Big Joe. Oh, is this is Stako. They have sort of uh, they've, they've merged the name Stako. <laughs> so uh, uh, this is name Pifinetti. Your parents Stako and Big Joe and your in-law Doctor Tessa Ayeno wishing you a happy birthday. Pifinetti is a really good guy, very dependable guy at the press center. If you want to organize any press conference, DJA is your man. Happy birthday to Rita Lamti of Japan Motors and of James Richard Owusu Memorial Methodist McCarthy Hill. You are 50 years old today. Rita, 50 looks good on you. May this golden jubilee bring glad tidings of great joy to you and the years ahead. May you never lack from Jacob Butry of Zenit Banka Chimota and also of the James Richard Owusu Memorial Methodist. Wishing Mrs. Jane Duho a beautiful happy birthday from your son, Fred Duho, a.k.a. Duhoski. A.K. Duhology. Hey, Fred Duho. You're a big man. So, Mrs. Jendu, happy birthday from Fred and the children, Prince, Gifty, Benedicta, and Mauli. We love you so much. Wishing Nana Santifrimpong, Cornerstone International Academy, CIA, a happy 10th birthday. May favor fall upon you and you, you grow to make an impact in your generation. From Mommy, Daddy, and Mommy Redu Frimpong to Nana Santifrimpong. And to architect Abna Enimai J from your husband Kofi and the whole team. Oh, architect Abna, you do all, you do all plus one. Too much. Coming in from all of us. And to Philomena Seho. Philomena Seho. I call her Philomena Pitinge. You work at City. You do everything. Happy birthday to you. When we come back, you'll be hearing from Professor Alex Dodo. It's the fifth day of our third week, City Business Festival. He's talking about design and precision quality as part of our Friday conversations. Before we go to Professor Dodo, let me tell you later on, Pedrasi Valley Resort will be telling us more about the Kufu Fathers Day, why you should join them on Sunday. But whether you're keeping tabs on with family on the go, whether you're still busy with uh, back-to-back online meetings, whether you're downloading your favorite movies in 4K, you can relax knowing you only load once and you have data for the whole year, no monthly rewards to worry about. So we're talking about the one-year bundle of Selfline. Keeps you connected for every 11 months you purchase, you get one month extra. Dial star 718 star 77 hash to sign up today. Selfline better together. And if you're thinking about getting that project started, how about paying that rent and fees for the course? I know you are worried and lamenting about how to pay off that expensive loan and rebook a new loan at a cheaper rate. Well, worry no more. First Atlantic Bank's controller loan. <laughs> I like it. Controller loan. It's your solution now. So far as you're a government worker, whose salary is paid from controller? You, you haven't chopped controller money before. Charlie. Mm. Oh, wait. Actually, I have. Uh, you Just for like a few you months. You like a GIPC, right? Yes. Okay, what were you? What were you there? I was a senior investment promotion officer. I was actually the head of the um, uh, public relations and communications. How does it feel like working for government? Hey! <laughs> 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 Tell this laughter. No, 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 no. We have to do a whole show. 
My lord. But you know GIPC then and GIPC now. We don't know. Oh, there was no reason. But it's who said anything about now and then. It was recent. 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 So if you are, if you are, it's less than ten years ago. I'm saying. So if you are, if it's you are, it's actually like a dec- tw- 2013 ish, right? 2010, 2009, 2010. Okay, okay. Who was so your who, who was your boss? George um, Abuaji was the CEO. Oh at the yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. George Abuaji. So if you are, if you are a government worker whose salary is paid by controller. <laughs> Uh, you can apply. So if you're like Kukri, like so, this thing I'm saying. Please, please, if please. You're working, oh, wait, wait, wait. If you mm. look, me having chop controller money before. You having chop controller money before. You having. She's the only one who has chop controller money. So you are yeah, be a big woman. Did they pay US gas here? I'm not sure. Well, so you can get a loan of up to one fifty thousand CDs for all your pressing needs. So this loan is for people who are passed through controller. We we are not inside. It's only you. <laughs> Wait no longer. Visit any first Atlantic branch near you. <laughs> dial star four four two star thirty hash. Apply and enjoy the lowest rates. Hmm. Terms and conditions apply. First Atlantic Bank refreshing different. You know yesterday when we yeah, mentioned really? uh D, they, they said DSA or something. Yes. Charlie, yes. we didn't we didn't know what it was, but some people knew. <laughs> some people knew what it was. So apparently no, DSA you knew it by a different name. No, no, no. You, you knew it by a different name. All the DSA people were the people who are the government <laughs> people. They said that this there's something something. DSA daily sustenance. Sustenance allowance. Don't be sick and answer. That's DSA. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Welcome to another edition of the City Business Festival. On this series, this week has been focusing on Ghana as an opportunity. But on Fridays, we spend some time talking about precision quality. And last week, we spoke to Constance Swanika. Today, my guest is Professor Alex Dodu, who is the CEO of the Ghana Standards Authority. They've been part of a big effort to come up with Ghana's first national quality policy. First national quality policy, which is very important for the things we've been discussing export competitiveness, markets, job creation. Prof is joining us to give us his insights into why this policy is so important and why we must all have a quality mindset in what we do. Prof, great to have you. Thank you very much, Bernard. What was the latest? Can I say that the policy quality, the, the quality policy is the latest thing that the authorities, because I know you do so many things at the same time. You know, you did a metrology thing recently. Is, is this the latest thing you're doing? Somebody just told me that, um, why are you working so fast? Do you know something you don't know? Uh, I think the reality is that um, we push to have the Nas- Ghana National Quality Policy. It's the first ever we've had. Mm-hmm. Cabinet approved it at the end of April. So it's now official. It's no longer a draft. Mm-hmm. We are pushing for the new Ghana Standards Authority law. Mm-hmm. We are praying to the good Lord, inshallah, that we get it as soon as yesterday. Mm-hmm. That would more or less close the loop. Because at the end of the day, I mean, as a country, we were trading, or we are currently trading mm-hmm. with laws for standards and quality that were made in 1973. I mean, 1973. They are not fit for purpose. They are not modern. They are mm. outdated. They are outmoded. Mm. And they have not changed. And 
basically how do you go to war in 2022 with weapons that were designed in 1973 so it's it's out of the question i mean it's, it's fair to say that we we, we 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 dropped the ball over there um in 2012 we started mm -hmm. to get a new bill it didn't go through 2016 we started and then we have also mm. this time around we will get it right i believe the parliamentarians are feeling the urgency mm. because the absence of a legal framework means that your quality infrastructure is weak. You do not create jobs. Mm. And I say this freely every day that if the existential issues of the day are jobs, mm. we should stop the big English and ask, how do we create jobs? Mm. It's not difficult for the layman to figure out if we break it down in simple terms like this. How do we create jobs? Mm. What are the needs? What are the asks? What is the value? So it seems to me as if in trying to get things done, you have the policy on top, you have the law at the bottom, and then the rest is action. So how long did it take you to come up with this policy and which agencies supported in coming up with this national quality policy? I will not take any credit at all because on the assumption of office in 2017, there was a policy. Mm -hmm. Previous generations have worked on it. Ghana Standards Authority, Food and Drugs, National Communications Authority, NPA, mm. all the regulators. So when it came back again, we had to do stakeholder consultations to be ensured that Everyone, AGI, the private sector, you mentioned uh, Ms. Constance Wanika, their group, the technical investors, everybody had a role in it because a national policy, yes, GSA is a lead agency, but it's owned by the nation. Mm -hmm. And indeed, in the current policy, cabinet has been generous to demand mm -hmm. that there'll be a national quality council okay. made up of, it will be hosted or convened by the Ministry of Trade. But all of us, GSE, FDA, NPA, we are all, I mean, the same. So we all sit at the same table together with the private sector to discuss quality issues. So out of the policy will come out a quality infrastructure. And this infrastructure, I'm told, is a system that spells out how goods and services must be produced to meet acceptable international standards. How critical is this in our development effort? It's super critical. What mm. is happening is that we have a lot of hard-working Ghanaians producing all sorts of products. Mm. But they're not able to trade very well because they don't have the quality that is needed, mm -hmm. the consistency, the reliability. Mm -hmm. So if you want to sell to a market, the people want to buy things to make their life easy. Mm. If your products, and textiles are a good example, where so many rejects because the, the, the yarns, the threads, don't meet the required standard of the importing country, they are rejected. Most of us would prefer to wear made in Ghana mm -hmm. if we can sleep in our room, just go online, buy size 12, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. Much as it's easier to blame the craftsmen and women, I always blame ourselves as government state actors. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we are to give them the, the measurements. I mean, if people are selling tips which are not according to measure, it's not the fault of the poor man, it is my fault. Because, I mean, I'm paid to ensure that these things don't happen. Whether I have the capacity or not is a separate discussion, and that is between me and my bosses. So what we have taken upon ourselves is that we have to give an infrastructure, a road, mm. network for businesses to thrive. If we don't do the road and these portals, they cannot move fast. And this is about the quality, the testing laboratories, the facilities. And there's a key part that we have been missing as a country. Mm -hmm. Government cannot and should not even do it all. Testing laboratories should just be accredited and they should be private, and you buy your services. If your test is correct, why should it be GSA who does it? I believe that the best testing laboratory should be given the, the job, regardless of whether they are government mm. or private. 
our job as government is part of policemen ensuring that all players stick to the rules what was the re reaction of private sector to this or well, their role do they see it more as Charlie, another problem another uh, part of the bureaucracy to frustrate us and collect taxes from us or do they see it more like this is really what we need to be competitive oh they have been super supportive okay but then what they have been doing which i have been calling on them to also stop is that they feel like well taste and see i mean they are skeptical and understandably so the private sector is not against any form of regulation or enforcement what they hate is the delay the bureaucracy Mm. And the human interventions, that means that they pay more for what they should pay for. When they realize or when you discuss with the private sector that they can be testing centers, they are excited. If you look at the building sector, when we launched the building code, we did say that once the laws are passed, everybody wants to be sure that their building is tested so that their investments are secure. We haven't given the law and we haven't given the infrastructure. So I am at risk of sounding too much pro-private sector, but the private sector has been supportive of what makes them money. In fact, whether it's out of interest or not, their interest is I want to make money. I want to do it rightly, pay my taxes and go to bed. Your job as government is to help me make that money. So for them, there's no pushback at all. I would say that in the absence of the laws, you have the difficult ones who don't comply. So now what is happening? Because we do not have the law, you as a good business, whether it's City or Bernard or any brand for that matter, if you stick to the law, your cost of doing business is very high. Now if your competitor is cutting corners and he's selling at half price, he's going to get a market from you. How fair is that? So really, when you enforce, good business thrives. And mm. we have a graphical example from the uh, pharmaceutical industry. Where over the past 20 years, we've moved from doing not much to being leaders in Africa. In all other sectors, they call for enforcement, but it must be a level playing field. If you put this burden on Ghanaian industry and you allow substandard imports, I'm sorry, you are killing the industry. Mm -hmm. So every businessman, and I've been dealing closely with the AGI, they are excited. But they keep saying that if you do not enforce, then you kill our businesses. You tie our hands and send us out into battle. Mm. Enforcement we shall. I can tell you. Looking into the policy, I noticed a portion, subsection 6.2, which talks about precision quality. So we move from national quality to precision quality, promotion and quality culture. <clears throat> and let me just read what it says. If I thought it says, precision quality highlights the value of precision industries and quality products and services in job creation. It focuses on precision in industry, services and processes to ensure that good services and products are of world-class quality. Then he says, to attain the attainment of precision quality for MSMEs, standards and educational materials shall be developed. I want us to talk about MSMEs because for typically large manufacturing firms, you would expect a certain modicum of quality adherence. But look, I know more than 10 people who do shito. I know a lot of people who do granite paste. I know so many people who are doing different artifacts to export. Is this why this is there, this precision quality thing, so that even within micro, small, and medium-sized industries, there's a certain minimum standard they must meet if they must take advantage of things like after and export opportunities? Okay, this chapter, I mean, the Design and Technology Institute, Ms. Swanika and their team approved us mm -hmm. a year ago. Mm -hmm. That was when I first came to them. And I took the pains to go around town, mm -hmm. Swami Magazine, Kokompi, all those places. Mm. I attended one market conference and um, 
Bernard, I was embarrassed by one artisan. You know what he said? And I'm going to say it on there because it shows what. He said, you sit at the port. Mm. Me, I'm a fitter. He was speaking broken English. Mm. I mean, pigeon English. We bring things. You don't do anything. When you come and fix your car and things go bad, you arrest us. <laughs> but when the doctor kills the patient, you don't arrest the one. And how fair is that? Mm. I mean, he embarrassed me. I mean, he was very aggressive. And mm. to his credit, he was right. Mm. The point is that most of our workers are artisans mm. who need protection, but also who need absorption into the formal system. Mm. Our sister agency, Food and Drugs Authority, have started what they call the graduated um, um, approval or I've forgotten the other word, but basically you start at yellow, you go to green, and then you move to platinum and so on and so forth. And that has helped a lot of companies for 50 cities or 100 cities come onto the formal ladder and being given rules on how to operate. Mm -hmm. We were in Morocco, thanks to the government of Ghana, and realized that they do a similar thing. So when we came back, we said, look, all our companies can be helped onto the formal sector. Mm -hmm. How do you recognize them and give them rules to play by so that when a buyer or someone needing the service goes there, they can be assured of a minimum level of service. Now, in through this engagement, we realized that if you can give measurements to our carpenters, that every chair, every table will be the same length, the same breadth. Trust me, you move their business from maybe $10 or 10 Ghana cities to, 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 to 200 Because it, it's not rocket science, but we haven't done it. So the concept of precision quality for me before I met DTI, and definitely when I started working with DTI, was that here, do we, here now we have a vehicle to move the talk into work. Let the products be certified as precision quality. The, 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 the Japanese will call it Kaizen. It's all about reliability. It's about consistency. It's about quality based on things that they can live with. Why ask someone in Swami to write a standard operating procedure of 300 words and language he doesn't understand? For two reasons. One, for me, it's needless and it's useless. If you can tell them that, Master, the measurements, you know, 12 inches, 12 inches, this is the ruler, put it there. They can get it, and they do get it, and it will amaze you the things they are fabricating. But because they don't have the tools for measurement from product A to product B, there are small changes, which can be irritating when you want to buy in bulk because you are exporting to a company which is doing precision work. So all we want is reliability, all we want is consistency, all we want is quality. Mm -hmm. And to make sure that this is not talk, but words and action, the laws of Ghana allows the standards authority to declare a process or a procedure as a standard. Okay. And to give licenses for that standard. Mm. So with the approval of my, our board, mm. we have written to Swami, the Welders, Design and Technology Institutes, the Technical Universities, to have a national technical committee mm. for precision quality. So that as Ghanaians, they come up with what they define as the precision quality. Mm. That has been done. You hear about it very soon. And then that committee, once they declare the standard, our job is to police it to be sure that everybody saying that they are doing it are doing it according to what the national standard. Mm. Not Alexandria standards. <laughs> In fact, even though it's GSA standard, it's not GSA. We are just the holders for the country. Mm -hmm. And um, DTI is going to be part of it. All the technical universities and I must say, I find it exciting because now you are going to have made in Ghana goods which are trademarked and which are from artisans, but which meet a certain minimum level of reliability, consistency, mm. and precision. This is the City Business Festival Honor Series. We're talking about quality, 
precision quality being our focus my guest is the director general of the ghana standards authority dr alex dodu professor we're trying to understand what it means within the context of a national quality framework and what it means for companies and how they get competitive to take advantage of things like after we'll be right back The entire month of June has been dedicated to business on City TV and 97.3 City FM. The City Business Festival will give entrepreneurs, SMEs and individuals the needed insights and knowledge to advance their businesses. Join the weekly business forums every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. live on City TV for discussions on various thematic areas each week beginning with Week 1, Reimagining the Digital Economy. Week 2, Resetting your SME after COVID-19. Week 3, the Ghana Opportunity. Week 4, Consumer Market. Week 5, Agribusiness. Also, tune in every weekday morning for the City Business Festival on air series on the City Breakfast Show on 97.3 City FM to acquire the information you need to kickstart, grow, improve, strengthen, and expand your business. There will be a lesson for every business with the City Business Festival this June only on City TV, 97.3 3CDFM and on CNR Digital. The City Business Festival, proudly sponsored by Absa Bank and supported by MTN Momo, MTN Business, IT Consortium, the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, and Gersol. Welcome back. This is the on-air series for the City Business Festival, and in our third week, We've been trying to talk about attracting investment into Ghana, but every Friday we focus on aspects of quality and standards. And today our guest is the DG of the Ghana Standards Authority, Professor Alex Dodu. We have a national quality policy. There's also a component of that on precision quality. We're trying to understand what that means and how that applies to our competitiveness. One body I didn't hear so much about, which I believe though is very important, is the training institutions. So you met, you mentioned Kokompe, you mentioned all this, the, 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 the people who work at Swami. I think, you, can you have a conversation about precision quality or quality standards without talking about the training institutions? My question is, what role do they play in this and what do they have to do to make sure this works? Mm, this is interesting. Thanks for the question, Bernard. Um, mm. The training institutions are critical. Mm. And let me start in a short statement from how, for us, we got into precision quality. Mm -hmm. The Design and Technology Institute, uh, Ms. Constance Wanika, approached the GSA mm -hmm. together with CSIR. Okay. I have never heard of precision quality. I know of precision, I know of quality, but not in the same word. And then she comes to my office, and as usual, you know, I'm scatterbrained. I said, look, I'm busy. I don't want to, <laughs> you know. So I was quite not very pleasant, put mm -hmm. it that way. But then later, I read about what they were trying to do. I said, wait a minute. But these are the things I want to do, but not in the same words. Mm -hmm. So I was invited over there, and I said, look, this, for me, is a national duty. Mm. We will support precision quality insofar as it helps create jobs mm. and formalizes the informal sector. Because I'd gone to Morocco, and we wanted to do something similar. But I felt private sector people move at the speed of light. So why don't you support the private sector? Through DTI, I, I was more or less signed up to the precision quality movement. And in fact, after meetings with my bosses, including the vice president, who said, Prof, this is the way to go. Mm. Support them. I said, okay, I'll sign up. So I've actually signed up as a pro bono professor in residence to help the Design and Technology Institute. But why am I using the private sector as the fulcrum? Mm -hmm. Through that... I have met all the vice chancellors of the technical universities of Ghana. Okay. 
all. Okay. And when I met them at DTI, here's the conversation we are having. Now, the Energy Commission mm -hmm. has this certified electrical wiring professionals course that you should not be an electrician if you're not certified. And I posed a question. I said, can you see the job creation angle here? The Energy Commission, the regulator, has this law. We are training electrical engineers in our technical universities or the traditional universities. Mm. If these students, by second or third year, take the course and pass, they're already certified electricians before they finish school. Can you imagine the jobs they'll be making for themselves? Because, man, you and I, we need electricians. But where do you get one? So it looks like the solutions are in our hands, but we are, being, we are, we are overthinking. I mean, I'm sorry, the brother who does it too much. It's mm. like big, big English. But the reality is that if you can do that for bricklayers, if you can do that for plumbers, just think of the job opportunities that you unleash. And if they are certified according to a standard, that people know that if things go wrong, I can hold somebody responsible because my electrician that I got and the state has recognized gave me a bad job. We all want to buy these services, but now we are importing people from all over the place. So for me, the training institutions are critical. One, in terms of the training, but importantly, in terms of ensuring that the students are making money before they leave school. I understand the role of policy and law in changing behavior, but there's also a view that some of these things have to be approached from a more soft mindset change, uh, behavioral change, communication, social engineering type of thing. So, for example, customer service. A lot of people feel that Ghanaians just don't have a high regard for it. I've met hotel people who say, look, some of my staff are brought from India or Mauritius or whatever. They complain. They said the Ghanaians don't seem to want to do the work the way they have to do it all the time. What role will the softer part, the communication part of that also play? Because yes, you have a policy, yet you have a law. But if people are just not interested or they don't have a mindset that values quality, are you really going to succeed? So my answer is um, I pray to go with succeed, but I don't know. Mm. I don't know for two reasons. Mm. I see success coming if you focus on the economic benefits. So what I told DTI, mm -hmm. and I support them very strongly, is that Patent or trademark your precision quality. Ensure that it's not just for products, but it's for practices and services. Ensure that if somebody has a logo which says that they are pick you qualified and that you endorse them, the reliability is there so that industry will come and buy the services from you. Mm -hmm. And why am I saying so? It's nice for government to give this certification, but like the Michelin stars and all those things, when you leave it to government, it's variable based on who is there and who is passionate about it. Mm. Private sector things work. The Oscars are still working because they are not government-led. I work for government, but trust me, I don't think the solution to our problems lies in government. Mm. Government's delivery on anything is always variable. But where the private sector buys it and where the value they offer. Mm. Look at the UK, the AA, when you're going to a hotel, you look at the RAC stars and you choose it mm. because it's reliable and consistent. Mm -hmm. And their business develops, it depends on their brand mm. being respected. I mean, nobody would joke with the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Nobody would joke with the Grammys. So I told DTS, I beg you, if you can save Ghana, focus on using precision quality, its services and its products that you will trademark to, to unleash the potential of the youth. Yes, government will do our part. We'll give you the standards and everything. Mm. But Alessandro is less than two years away from leaving government service. My predecessor may be passionate about something, but not necessarily precision quality mm. or the informal sector. 
and of you course your successor sorry my successor, successor. Yeah. brofo no i went to yeah. academy but we speak english <laughs> we speak good english over there i support only we don't speak english only <laughs> that this is the city business festival on a series focusing on precision quality my guest is professor alex dodo ghana standards authority just want to now talk about some general things i was at an event recently where you launched a national metrology institute and uh, viewers not to be confused with meteorology you seem very excited. Minister of Trade was there. You had uh, Alex, Alan um, um, uh, Yes, Alan Chamating. <laughs> you had Fred McBagonuri there. <laughs> what is metrology, and how does it fit into this discussion? Metrology, the science of measurement, mm. otherwise known as mensuration. Yes. Basically, you know, to trade mm. is about reliability, and from the good book till now, whether it is the weight or the measurement, it should be consistent. Mm. Now, if you are doing quality assurance of a product, if you buy 10 bags of cement and mm. the weights are very variable, can you trust the chemical content? Never. No. And unfortunately, our weights and measures regime, um, shall we say, is work in progress. If you go to Mapola <laughs> and you want to buy Gary and you don't look at the bottom of the Olunka, you may, not, you may be getting less than one Olunka. It's only Mapola. <laughs> What about the electricity people buy? What about the water that people pay for? What about the data that you use? Measurement is life. Mm. Measurement is life. So there's a treaty of meter in somewhere in France where every country have agreed that if we put this one kilo down, we all we, we all link up to it. That's what they call it. We calibrate to it mm -hmm. so that we are all referring to the same thing mm -hmm. so that we can trade across geographies. Mm -hmm. Now, Ghana, the Standards Authority has been doing it under the Weights and Measures Act, but we never had a National Metrology Institute. Now we have one. Are we meeting the requirements of the market currently? We, we, we have started aggressively. Mm -hmm. I mean, people hear more of us at the oil marketing stations and petrol stations, but frankly, we are probably only touched 5% of the problem. Mm. But it's moving very fast. Um, that area of weight and measurement, and um, I don't know whether I'm at liberty, but I'm at liberty, I'll say it. I've yeah. been having a lot of chat with the Ghana Revenue Authority to ensure that, I mean, people are exporting cement. You need a weight bridge to be sure that you know you remove the weight of the track from the weight of the cement to know exactly how much is going. Your inability to do that means that you are losing revenue like water. And when GRA can know that whatever we are selling, mm. the weight is correct and the volume is correct, mm. then they can get the right. They say that currently, I mean, GRA is acutely aware that <laughs> they, they cannot see the problem, but we've had high-level engagement that mm. it must be looked at because it represents a huge revenue gain for government. Mm. Look at those who are selling the gravels, the... Mineral Income Investment Fund, the sand and other things. I mean, look, we are leaking money. Mm. We are leaking money. I mean, government is leaking money. And we need to plug this loophole in addition to all other initiatives. So for us, in fact, whenever I say that the Standards Authority is a job creator mm. and a savior. And, and, and we, we are just begging for the laws. When the laws come, and we pray, inshallah, that it comes this month, we would, we would do wonderful things. I mean, trust us, because... As we speak, we have absorbed nearly 200 nation builders call and we have transformed wow. them into Ghana's first ever trading standards offices. Wow. Yes. Trading standards offices. They are in training now. You can go and see. They, we, I mean, I've, I've, I've driven my workers to work non-stop to develop a curriculum for them, which is like this. Mm. Because trading standards offices in most jurisdictions enforce trading standards. Mm. They are recognizable, identifiable trading standards. 200. Some of them came raw. And 
we, we've told them if you don't pass the exam, you don't get your certificate, you don't do the job. Mm. Now it sounds like a big number. It's small. Mm. If we are to send one per district, we don't have 260. We have 200. There's a gap. But how do you do this if your hands are tied because you don't have the laws which will ensure the enforcement yields revenue? Because for me, it's money matters. So that's a big part of what you're doing. What else are you doing in the authority? You've been there for a few years, and I guess you have a couple of years to go. Five years. You have, yeah. So what else is your priority? You've said job creation is your focus. I see SMEs as a very important market for you, where a lot of them are trying to break through. Agoa came. After is there. You've spoken about some of the things they have to do. Do you train SMEs? Do you do workshops for them? Do you have things you do to help them raise their standards? I've been there for five years this June. Mm -hmm. what, what we've done is to ensure that one, our engineering laboratories, our con construction laboratories, from IGF that we did not even have, we've constructed modern labs. Very soon, you will not buy electrical bulb and it's, they say LED and after two weeks it's gone. It won't happen. And in fact, let me give a shout out to Honorable um, Napo, um, Dr. Matthew Opokupempe. Energy Minister. Energy Minister. When I made the noise about the street lights in Accra being poor, being, being poor and on the motorway, you can see street lights now. If you pretend not to see me, I won't fight it. But the street lights are there and they are shining. And it shows what happens when technical agencies raise issues and our ministers take them as serious. Oh, he lit the fire on people's backside and they were chasing me. And I said, praise the Lord. Now, we built labs to test LED bulbs, to test ACs, refrigerators, concrete machines. Now, most people producing concrete and, and blocks are coming for certification for the blocks. Even yeah, blocks. They've been coming on their own. Me, I don't believe in by force um, wow. enforcement. It's giving them business. Mm. And they are coming like water. Mm. People are not producing concrete mixed already, so I just go add water and move on. They are coming. Um, it's helping re uh, manage my revenue stream, but not where I want to be. So we've done all that. But at the end of, end of the day, for me, enforcement is key. Mm -hmm. We have the building code. The Minister for Western Housing says it will become law. When that becomes law, and when that means that you cannot do your foundation unless you've done the soil test, think of the jobs you create for the district assemblies and for GSA and for the private testing labs. But currently, you can build. And I'm unable to enforce because I don't have the laws. Mm. Some of the enforcement I do, seriously, is buga buga. Rely on public interest. And if the one takes me to court, maybe they won't be shy. But there have been a few companies who have been stubborn and they are legally correct that you don't have the law. So I shout small and I keep quiet. They will say you didn't continue. Where are the laws? We live in a country of laws, and in the absence of laws, occasionally you do buga buga, which I don't mind, but trust me, when you're working for government, you know your limits. Let's end with what you will be doing in a couple of days. I know by 30th June, you take up your a new or additional role as the chairperson of the Africa Standards Authority. President, I like President. that word. <laughs> what does that mean, and what can that what does that portend for our attempts to trade among ourselves? Because I, I keep coming back to AFTA. Because it's almost like we've woken up to the idea that we have to do business with other African countries. Now you are the president of the Africa Standards Authority. What is your mandate and what realistically can we expect from you on that front? I hope I have one minute to give you a personal story. Mm -hmm. I think in 2017 when I was asked to become the director general of the Ghana Standards Authority, I said, ah, me and my mouth and government... I spoke to a very good friend of mine, very, very close friend. Um, now it's Lord, eh, no, Justice Yonikulendi. You know, he, he, he takes me from trouble anytime I'm in trouble. So he said, 
Alex, you are always talking pharmacovigilance, pharmacovigilance, pharmacovigilance. Now this is the real vigilance. If you believe in this big, big vigilance, now go and do all vigilance and not just pharmacovigilance. I said, my brother, I'll be in trouble, though. He said, if you are afraid of trouble, then you are, you are, you are then you solely talk. So I took up the job. Mm. Now, the president of the African Standards Organization means that I'm the president of all standards authorities in Africa. Mm. Now, we, that's the African Standards Organization, is responsible for ensuring the standards aspects of the AFTA by law. Mm. So, AFCFTA means that we've created a free market. You don't pay duty anymore. Whenever you create an open market where duties are zero, the trick people use is standards to say that your product doesn't meet my standards. So now what the country, what the continent is telling me is that now it's on your head. How now do you hold a business from Ghana to other countries? And already we started. I spoke to Rwanda. I spoke to the High Commissioner. I said, Your Excellency, you have some pepper that Ghanaians will love. It's hot like something. She said, okay, how do you make it happen? And she says, my brother, every inefficiency costs lives. And that you people move too slow. She, she, she was not missing words. So I think my job is well cut out. I believe that my job as president of the AFCFC is one, how do I lead Kenyan businesses to trade in Africa? How do I open doors? One company at a time. Not based on big English. I'm not big on that. If our Swami Magazine people can produce things that I can help endorse and send to Kenya or other countries, why not? So really, mm. the time for business in Africa is now our fabric, our SMEs. That's why the big companies, seriously, they should look after themselves. The small ones are the ones who need our help. And when we help them, they'll become big like the big companies. Fantastic. We wish you well in that endeavor. Congratulations on all you do. We've been talking to Professor Alex Dodu, who is the chief executive of the Standards Authority. We've been discussing a national quality standards or policy quality infrastructure and precision quality among other things this program is brought to you by absa with support from mtn gersal it consortium and gipc we'll be with you next time bye bye This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Shine on you
947 City Breakfast Show. You had us with uh, Professor Dodu like talking about precision quality. Fever. Business Festival brought to you by MTN. There are so many ways to keep enjoying the things you love. Convenience, top up anytime, use Momo or my MTN app, get a 100% bonus. It's simple and convenient. Also brought to us by IT Consortium, makers of the Chango app. Crowdfunding is never going to be the same. Go to changoapp.com, proceed to contribute to the Save a Heart campaign. It's a campaign we're embarking on with the National Cardio Center. Funding for children with heart surgery needs. Call 0270 or go to my Chango app or changoapp.com for more information. It's a big weekend, people. And all roads lead to the Pediasi Valley Resort for a special Father's Day treat. In studio, I have friends from that institution. Lorenda Ishan is the sales and marketing executive. Fian Ponsai is a brand strategist. And Lawrence Nelson Cheodro is the digital marketing officer. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. All right. So you are from Pediasi Valley Resort. Tell me about Pediasi Valley Resort. Okay, let's start. What are you guys doing here? Maybe let's start with that. Okay, so the best resort in Ghana right now. Okay. We're here to talk about Father's Day. Mm. Father's Day is just around the corner. Mm -hmm. And if you have made plans already, I would advise you to change it. Cancel your plan. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You need to cancel it and consider giving your daddy, that father figure in your life, Mm. it's time to honor them. And I feel I, I feel that the greatest honor you can do your daddy mm-hmm. is to give them that opportunity to meet the legend. So on that day, mm. we're having two exciting programs. Okay. One with his excellency mm-hmm. and one at a baobab restaurant. Wow. That so it's a two in one. Yes. So the yes. former president is going to be at mm-hmm. a special exclusive, exclusive <laughs> lunch. Exclusive. Is it lunch, brunch exclusive. or dinner? It's lunch. It's lunch. It's lunch. <laughs> lunch. With yeah. H.E. John, yes. then there's also a special session in the Baobab restaurant. restaurant. I see. Yes. And that's uh, happening on Father's Day. On Father's Day. Mm. Sunday. I like the way Ifia is grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> Ifia, tell me more about this, this yes, double yes, event. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. I like the way Lorinda said you should cancel your plans for the weekend because yeah. that's the absolute truth. Okay. Pedias Valley Resorts, we bring you nothing but the best. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the best mm-hmm. of the best. Okay. His Excellency, John Ajikum Kufour, is coming. Yes, it's been f- confirmed. He'll mm-hmm. be with us at the Sycamore Hall on Sunday. The Sycamore Hall. The Sycamore Hall. Zacchaeus, come down. Yes. It's Pediasi. <laughs> so many kinds of trees okay. are under Pediasi. So mm-hmm. come to the Sycamore Hall. Mm. Our Baobab restaurants will also be very functional on that day. Mm. Uh, there's going to be so many things happening mm. at Pediasi Valley Resort. So, okay. yeah. I like the, your use of trees. I see your logo has a tree mm-hmm. in the background. <laughs> is, is Pediasi a tree? Yes, there's actually quite a very interesting story behind uh-huh. the name Pediasi. Okay. Yes, I don't know if you'd love to hear. Oh, yeah, I'd hear love it. to tell. I want to hear. It. I want to hear. It. Okay. It's so this is this is a story of uh, a tree that was okay. actually quite close to you know the presidential lodge. Okay. Okay. So back in the back in the day, they used to uh, make beds. Uh-huh. Under that tree. Okay. So the name started 
impa diase. Hey. Aha. Uh-huh. So the, we the just... tree under which we make beds. <laughs> yes. So later on, the whole vicinity now turned into pediasi. Oh. That's how come so ours it's is... not as if there's a tree called pedia. <laughs> no, no, I mean the, the not necessarily, but I mean the whole concept came from mm. you know the act of making beds under. And you've you've gone you've gone with that. So you have the baobab restaurant. Yes. You have the sycamore, sycamore hall. I'm sure you have. We the... have cedar mahogany. We have the cedar. <laughs> yes. Mahogany. Mahogany. Mahogany and Odum. Oh, I like that. Yes. So, so Lawrence, why uh, former President Kufo? I mean, former President Kufo because mm. he's a father for all. Okay. He has lived an exemplary life. Mm-hmm. One as a father mm-hmm. and also as a president. I mean, two vital roles that require lots of dedication and sacrifice. Mm. So, if he's been successful at these, then we'd always have to look up to him mm. for advice. Mm. So he's going to be the special guest for the exclusive lunch. Right. Yes, the yes. one at the Sycamore Hall. Sycamore Hall. Yes. Yeah. I see. And both events happening on the same day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Father's Day is 19th, yes. which is Sunday. Sunday, yes. Good. So when do hostilities begin? <laughs> when I mean hostilities, when does the eating begin? Because eating. I mean, <laughs> 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 yeah. So the whole thing, the the program is starting at twelve thirty. Twelve thirty. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for the exclusive event, mm-hmm. it starts with welcome wine. Hey. Yes. And then it moves to. <laughs> it moves to red carpet session. Uh-huh. So that's where we do all the photography mm-hmm. and the connections. Mm-hmm. I mean. This is so important to me because mm-hmm. we have some dignitaries okay. ha- coming through also. Mm-hmm. So we are looking at healthy connections and mm-hmm. networking. You All can't right. miss that for anything. And then after that, we start off, we start the program mm. where the um, His Excellency is going to give a talk. Okay. There will be a slot for questions, mm-hmm. whatever you want to ask him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more like an intimate session with him. Yeah. So a one-on-one session with his excellence to pick his mind on mm-hmm. fatherhood yes, exactly. father of the nation father of the <laughs> family the father for all amazing stuff <laughs> so these are so from 12 like to two three no. and while this is going on the people in the baobab to be eating their food we'll yes yeah. so there are two separate events yes. yeah. so what are the rates for the two programs then Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, we wouldn't necessarily want to mm-hmm. emphasize on the demarcation, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. So for the Sycamore space, we are making it an exclusive event. Mm-hmm. That is going for as low as 700 Ghana CDs okay. to spend time, intimate time with, with His Excellency. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then for the Baobab restaurant, we are going, uh, we're, we're going to have our activities up there same down there just without his excellency that's also mm. going for just 300, 300 ghana cities so that's open for all that is open for all happening on the same day happening on the same day sunday sunday yes Amazing 19th stuff. of june i see so how do we uh get in touch what do we do what numbers do we call so i'm listening i want to make an inquiry i want to book a seat okay so i'll i'll quickly give the numbers mm-hmm. and our digital officer here would also give our social media handles and okay. everything right. so for the numbers if you're ready please yeah. get your pens and papers ready zero five four zero one two five 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 Zero five four zero one two five 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 five. Yes, this is something you'll remember quickly mm-hmm. or zero five four zero one two five 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 four Mm-hmm. Yes. So is it a five 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 or five five four? Five five four. Exactly. So zero five four zero one two five triple five or one two five double five four. Exactly. So this is happening on Sunday. Wow. Who are your partners? Who are your sponsors? 
Okay, so this year we've partnered with a few people and uh, we are doing something very wonderful with them. I think we all saw Tev Ghana come here this morning to grace this uh, opportunity of ours. Mm -hmm. So we are working this year with Tev Ghana, mm -hmm. with Nguvu, Mr. R2G, Accra Brewery Limited, Caveman Watches, Silver Haircut and Kandor Cosmetics. Wow, so it's yeah. a whole package. It's a whole package. Amazing stuff. So Father's Coming, what should they expect? So expect more, mm. more, more. Let dance, me just ask you, the, on, the, on the Kufua thing, is it like just the men? No. Or you can so mother kids can all join. Exactly. exactly. Okay. So it's not like just the father. Yeah. Come and celebrate with him. Exactly. Not send him away. No. That he come and sit there alone. No, no, no. Uh, let's just get let's just be clear. So guys, it's not like Father's Day. So bundle your father in Zonka and say, Opana, we bought the ticket for you. Going. No, no, no. <laughs> we will stay here and do the thing. Sure, you sure, are sure, coming sure. together. Yeah, exactly. uh -huh. So you're you know, bringing the him. family together. Mm -hmm. I get it. Exactly. All right. Yeah, so exactly. you the fee, the the rates mentioned are per head. Yes. Yeah. Good. So you come with the father, mm -hmm. or you can say, "Mom and Daddy, you go. We will watch uh, TV." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the kids will go with Dad. <laughs> Mom, today go and do your hair. Yeah. Oh, different combinations. Yeah, different yes. combinations. I like that. Yeah. So dance to some good tunes. Mm -hmm. Eat some good food. Yeah, um, take pictures, great memories, mm -hmm. and on that day, the exclusive event, we have Kwame Sefakai as the MC. Too good. Too good. <laughs> you can imagine. A huge and event. then we have a dance with Daddy. Dance with Daddy. I, can you imagine that? Dance with daddy. Dance with daddy. As if daddy can dance. It, it makes it so special because Your of the song you just played. Even. Okay, the best um, live band music no, PVR, yeah. you do you've ever experienced. You do all. 540 Save that number on your phone. Periasi Valley Resort for a booking. We have a very beautiful place. They have some very nice animals in a zoo attached to the place. You can let your kids have a, a quick look through what they do. So it's Sunday at Pedriasi up the hill, a few minutes drive from Aimensa. Or if you're coming from Cove Town as well, not too far. Alright, guys, uh, thank you for visiting. Lawrence Nelson Cheodru, man with many names, digital media marketer. What's the social media platforms they can get this on? So, on Instagram, that is Pedriasi Valley Resort. Uh -huh. P E D U A S E V A L L E Y. R E S O one word. Yes, that's on Instagram. It's on Instagram. And where else? And on Twitter, it's Pediasi Valley. Facebook, Pediasi Valley Resort. Beautiful. Nice photos to get a feel of the place. Bring the family. Lots of good food to eat. Nice people to meet. We also had a Fiam Ponsan. She's the brand strategist. And Lorenda Ishan is the sales and marketing executive. The whole team is here. Ubiya. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you too. Pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for the Father's Day <laughs> gift. We've got a nice set from uh, Tef. Nice something. It's very nice. Thank you very much. Disagree. To get my way, I would run from her to him. He'd make me laugh just to comfort me. And don't forget that uh, ECG is informing our cherished customers and general public that we will conduct an audit of all our meters soon. To assist with this exercise, all customers are being given a moratorium of one month. Report to any district or regional office between the 7th of June and the 6th of July to rectify a postpaid customer whose meter is not receiving bills, prepaid customers who do not purchase electricity credits, customers whose meters are faulty, customers who have bypassed or tampered with their meters. 
You know that after this moratorium, customers who are caught stealing electricity will be charged for stealing in accordance with the law. One final and get your kids the grit they need. Build it in sports, they will have it for life. Help your champion build great today through sports. Energize them with a nourishing cup of Milo to go further. To dance with the grit they learn in sport, they keep for life. Milo, the energy to go further. You know what makes you know Lumba is popular? When it was a, a biwa, Kaka Masabu, Ama Magasabu. Oh, Lumba, a biwa, a biwa. There's a junction called a biwa junction. What a week, what a great, great time. We've, en- we've enjoyed every minute of the show this week. Thank you for staying with City. 